all the queer and trans youth out there. Just know that you are so loved and we're gonna be with you for every step of this fight. We love you so much. Like, uh, uh, to all the queer and trans youth am out I, there. Am I old school where I think this just is totally that you inappropriate? Are so loved and we're gonna be with you for every step of this fight. We love you so much. We love you so much. Queer and trans youth, not not the not those pesky straight kids. I'm, I'm like having a discussion with someone as to whether or not this is wildly inappropriate. Like politicians, don't talk to my don't talk to my kids and don't talk to uh, minors. Period. When Justin and this has nothing to do with queer trans debate. When Justin Trudeau takes to the stupid Zoom meetings, I think it was I don't remember where it was, and says. Uh, Hey mom, I'd like to talk to your kids. That's stranger danger. And by the way, it's a form of grooming as well. I made the uh, mean joke. Before I call you a groomer, are you talking to kids and telling them you love them, trans and queer kids? I know your parents don't understand you, but I do, come talk to me. I mean, I, I just wanna make sure before I call you a groomer, is that what you're doing? You know, there's different types of grooming. You can have sexual grooming, you can have political grooming, you can have medical grooming, and Justin Trudeau coming out, asking the moms in the room to leave, I'd like to talk to your kids so he can push the jab on them, is medical grooming. Holy hell, is it awful. And trying to squeeze out a fake crocodile tear from that face. We're with you, oh, oh, to the queer and trans youth, come talk to me privately. It's wildly inappropriate politically exploitive and absolutely disgusting. You, you, you keep our kids out of your mouths. That sounds even worse. Oh my goodness. And it's like, it's like, but, but, so th that's uh, Janice Irwin uh, for the NDP, I think out of Alberta or Edmonton. I was swiftly blocked, but I mean, I can understand why. That's, that's uh, a member of the New Democrat Party of Canada, that party led by the equally disgusting Jugmeet Singh. Um, and then there's another video of Jugmeet saying, you want to talk about using kids as political tools, as political props? Um, where is it? Oh, come on. I brought, no, 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 no. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. As political props, the, the joke here, people are saying he, this is Jugmeet Singh using his baby as a prop. And I'm like, dude, he's not using his baby as a prop. He's using his baby as a shield taken to an aggressive, heated meeting where they're talking about the Israel-Palestine conflict. And he's there with his freaking six-month-old, like an actual physical shield. Look at this, NDP. When they're not grooming children, they're using them as shields, literally. Uh, history did not start on October 7th. Who the hell would bring a kid to this, let alone... One that's like sucking his teeth. I thought it was a doll. I can talk. If you do want me to respond, I'm happy to do so. I feel like you, you might want to express your, yourself more than you want me to. I think you might want to find a bloody babysitter, Jugmeat. Can you imagine bringing a, 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 not just a vulnerable child, not just a child, a newborn to a, a heated political debate that could easily get mildly violent? What in the name of sweet holy hell world am I living in?
I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I just watched that movie yesterday. It was fantastic. Can we then move on and share the microphones with other people. Thank I think, you. I right. Nothing is as important as a genocide against the Palestinians. Nothing is as important to talk about disarming your democracy. This is a great place to take a kid. Shame on Dace, who brought Stephen Leachie to our campus. You don't actually give a shit about Palestinians. You bring Zionists to our campus. In the name of democracy, you give a shit about democracy. This is exactly where you would want to take a very vulnerable baby. Oh, the shield, like that scene from. Okay, where you get the picture. Like that scene from the Dead Zone. Was it Martin Sheen? Christopher Walken. Da na 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 na. Da na na. If you've never seen the Dead Zone, it's terrifying. It's tragic, and it's one of the. Uh, it remains. I don't know if you call it a horror movie. Christopher Walken gets in a car accident. He can touch people and see into the future. Um, and it's the end scene. Oh, do, do I spoil it, people? Spoiler alert. <laughs> do I spoil it? No, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, good evening, everybody. I had so many things lined up to bring, out, to bring in as the intro, but I'm going to bring one up, actually, before we get into our sponsor. First of all, Mr. Entry Acquired, you know who you are and you know what you did. I got a gift from a member of our vivabarnslaw.locals.com community. It's a box of these things. Let me just back up so you can see what this is. You know, what, you know what's amazing when you have three kids and they get a hold of these? Holy crab apples. I think the neighbors were calling the cops. Anyways, Mr. Entry Acquired, they're actually kind of amazing. So we'll take them when we go to a, a sports game next. Um, but they, uh, the neighbors haven't called the cops yet. All right, before I play the video that I wanted to use as the intro, I'm going to just make sure that we are live across all of the interwebs. We are live on the Rumbles. Let me just get past the ads here. Okay, hold on a second. We're live on Rumble. Viva Fry on Rumble. Okay, now there's a, there's a commercial of somebody pouring Crown Royal into their gas tank. That's Okay, we're live on Rumble. Beautiful. Let me make sure that we are live on vivabarnslaw.locals.com. And we are. Now, I wanted to start with this video, um, but I wanted to rant and rave first. So I'm going to play this video, and then I'm going to thank our sponsor of the evening, Field of Greens. I, okay, so I went to see Andrew Dice Clay Friday night. It was, it, it, look, getting out of the house, especially it's the first time I've gone to like, uh, I've been to, I was at the football game. I don't get out of the house very often when I'm not, you know, I get to the RNC debates and those types of things. So the, the missus and I got like a three-hour uh, play date. Date. It's a date. It's not a play date. And we went to see Andrew Dice Clay. And it was great. It was, I, it was great. It, you know, I've been to, it's an interesting thing seeing Andrew Dice Clay at this age uh, make jokes about the things that he's making jokes about. And then, you know, at the end, everyone's like, say the line, Bart. Do your hickory dickory duck or we're going to be an angry crowd. And then you get that vibe a little bit like, oi, this guy got defined too early by this one bit and it's followed him for 30 years. Either way, it was a fun evening. And I'm not comparing. All that I'm saying is that I was thinking of how bloody funny Ty Fisher is. And uh, Ty Fisher, Ty the Fish, I, I've had him on. We had a, an amazing uh, interview on the channel. He's so bloody talented. And he's so diverse that he doesn't get pigeonholed and he won't get pigeonholed for any, like, any one say the line, Bart. Uh, now, and I wanted to start the show with that so that I, I don't think, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not, no, this is not it. I'm not uh, fluent enough in the world of stand-up comedy to know if Ty Fisher is getting 
the recognition that he deserves. But he deserves, I, I don't know, I don't think he's been on Joe Rogan. He deserves to go on Joe Rogan. He deserves to be performing at the mothership. The guy is a freaking genius. He's not just funny. He's not just insightful. He's not just ballsy. He is creative and he's a good actor. His, imp his impersonation, well, you're going to see it here. This is what I wanted to start the show with. I'm going to play this through. No commentary. I'm going to give everybody the link everywhere. So you can go follow Ty Fisher. You can put out tweets. Get him on Rogan. If he hasn't already been on Rogan. I'll feel stupid if he's been on Rogan. But either way, get him on Rogan again because I listen to Rogan pretty much every day and I haven't heard him on Rogan yet. Listen to this. It's fantastic. Thank you to Elon Musk. I'm about to get my Neuralink chip implanted into my brain. Lost use of the entire left side of my body and have trouble speaking. Wish me luck. Good actor. It's good acting. Uh, okay, everyone. Um, so, you know, I, I've been up for my surgery for about 15 <laughs> minutes now. This is freaking sure. genius. Ha, let that sink in. You know, so, you know, um, so, you know, I'm a little drowsy, but, you know, I can move my hand for the first time in my life. So, um, Disney, if you're watching, ha, that's for you. Ha, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, you know, so I, uh, I've been up for a little while, 15 minutes. I already updated Starlink. So There's going to be some It should be working about five times as fast. So it's, that's pretty good. Um, I also um, just drew up a new design for a uh, SpaceX rocket that can fly to Mars in about five days. So um, that's pretty good progress, actually. Um, uh, uh, and when I woke up, I realized the world is actually not um, uh, overpopulated. It's underpopulated. So um, I've already impregnated uh, six of my nurses. <laughs> so. Okay, seven. That's pretty hot. That's pretty cool. Um, so anyways, uh, highly recommend the chip. Yeah, you know, highly recommend it. I think it's working really well. Um, and Disney, you go fuck yourself. Go yourself okay i'm i'm hallucinating okay i don't know where that came from but i, I, I thought he didn't cool. censor it, uh, it the one i saw it was really cool it's amazing yeah. ty fisher brooklyn uh, dude living on the road like that has got to be wild go check him out okay so that's what i wanted to start with because that is genuine creative funny awesome he's a stand-up he's amazing can't rave about him enough and uh, a smart guy all right <sighs> now as everyone trickles in and you may have noticed, I, I get so neurotic as to whether or not I've checked off that box in YouTube because I want to, I don't want did I, do, I, I know I did it. I know I saved it. I had saved it enough. I don't want to get, you know, accused of uh, breaking the rules of YouTube people. They, they, they review videos and then they approve them and then they disapprove them. Then they demonetize them. And by the time they get around to monetizing them, the news is no longer in the news. doesn't matter. So I checked off that box where it says this stream contains a paid promotion because it does people. Booyakasha, it is Field of Greens. Uh, I feel like I'm going to steal from Joe Rogan. This one's easy for me, people, because everybody should eat healthy, be healthy, cut out the bad habits. Cut out that crappy, disgusting, sucralose-ish, I don't know what the aspartame is the word I'm looking for. Diet Coke, cut out the, you know how many grams of sugar are in a small can of Red Bull? 54, I think. 54? I think it's 54 or 45, one or the other. Uh, you are supposed to have between five and seven servings of raw fruits and vegetables a day. Most people do not have it. And if you can't have it, do it. But even if you do do it, have a one spoonful of Field of Greens twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. That's one spoonful is a full serving of fruits and vegetables. It's desiccated greens, not defecated, although everything comes out at some point in time. Desiccated, like pulverized. It's a food. It's not an extract and it's not a supplement. You take one spoonful, they have... Uh, 
sweetened one, mild sweetened uh, with um, uh, stevia, I think. I don't want to make a mistake about that. And then they have the unsweetened. You stir it around one spoonful. It looks like swamp water because swamp water is where life originates. Not literally or only scientifically. I'm going to get, get fact-checked for that. Swamp water is rich in nutrients, rich in oxygen. When you put this in a glass, it is rich in all the good stuff that fruits and vegetables give you. When you're traveling and it's a little tough to get some, you know, raw fruits and vegetables, a spoonful twice a day. Delicious, goes down easy, and uh, it's a healthy habit. Field of, oh yeah, then you want to go to the website, fieldofgreens.com. Promo code VIVA will get you 15% off your first order with uh, free rush shipping. So that's that. The link is in the comment, people. Be healthy, cut out the bad habits. I have, I have a theory about life. Life is about addictions, and it's about substituting the unhealthy addictions for the healthy addictions, or habits for that matter. So swap out the crap. Swap it in with something good for you that makes you feel good about yourself, that has the antioxidants, the nutrients of fruits and vegetables, and you are already one step better towards leading a healthier life. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code Viva. It brings you to Brickhouse Nutrition, but that's the, that's the product. All right, now, I think we've got a few more things here. So for those who don't know, if you're new to the channel, welcome. I am Viva Fry, David Freyheit. I now know that David means beloved, David from uh, um, an interview with uh, Ginger Ninja during our locals uh, chat, uh, member chat, supporter chat. And Freiheit, for those of you who don't know, means freedom. In the German, yeah. Uh, Viva Frei. So what we do here, we start on YouTube, Commitube, Rumble, and vivabarnslaw.locals.com. We then get off of YouTube at some point in time so that we grace the free speech platform with our presence, with our traffic, with our eyes, with our dollars, and with our feet. And then when the stream is over, we have an after party at vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Now, what was I going to say here? Oh, yeah, and these, uh, these things here, uh, Rumble Rant Super Chats. Uh, did, I, did I, oh, I knew I forgot something. I did not click an existing sidebar. I didn't click the rant button, so I don't know if I missed any on Rumble. Uh, the Super Chats, YouTube takes 30% of them. The best way to do it, go over to Rumble. Rumble takes 0% of Rumble Rants. Winston Shittenhouse, who I know that that looks like my dog, but it's not quite him. Do you wear slippers? If so, where are they? I don't. Oh. Oh. What I wear, because I've, I've made it on the interwebs, people. What I wear? Custom shoes that Murph made me. Murph's Kicks on Instagram. These are a very old pair. I wear these when I go fishing because uh, now they smell horrible and I don't care if they get dirty and I've got well I got I got newer ones Murph's kicks Murph's undercourse underscore kicks at Instagram sends me these every now and again and uh, he does he does amazing stuff all right my one-year-old daughter just really appreciated the horn viva <laughs> it really delighted her Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome. The, dog, the dogs especially love it. And we got my daughter's name is Adeline. Just in case you wanted to give her a shout out. No, I can't do that because that would be make me a total hypocrite. For, although with the permission of the parents is a different thing. No, I can't do it. Someone's going to clip it, snip it, and then say Viva after an intro in which he rages and raves against filthy politicians addressing children directly. Steve Johnson, your daughter has a beautiful name, by the way. And what do we got here? We got uh, MDA says, for some reason, people from Quebec have a terrible sense of humor. Now, let me just make sure that I actually got the link to Barnes. I know that I did. Um, let me just make sure. We've got one heck of a show tonight. I got some, I got some other stuff in the backdrop that uh, we're going to play a good video. You got the link, comma, right? Question mark. You got the link, comma, right? Question mark. 
and I'm showing the case that another member of our locals community gave me who also a forensic psychologist. We did a locals uh, chat and then she sent me not one, but two. Oh, the dog. Hold on a second. All right. Oh gosh. Ow, ow. I can hear my wife listening to the stream in the other room. Booyah. Okay, and I'll get Winston here. So uh, what was I gonna say? That's it, I'll give everybody the link. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pin the link. This is the link to locals, people, if you wanna go watch the stream over there. And this is the link to Rumble before I get into the rest of this. Copy, okay, good, good. And then the link to Rumble. And I'm gonna pin the comment, that's what I forgot to do. Okay, then I'm gonna play one more fun video. Link to Rumble, boom shakalaka. Uh, how do I get back to the bottom here? Oh, the chat's moving so fast, I can barely... I didn't put slow-mo on the chat. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, that, you got the link, people. I can't, I can't even see my own, my own comment now. Uh, all right. Oh, here it is. Here, let me just pin that up here. All right, now, while we wait for the man of the hour, Barnes, let me bring up a, one more. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's bring up Hakeem Jeffries. Speaking of, speaking of idiot politicians, I, I just... Uh, you may know Hakeem Jeffries from such films as, I'm always conducting an orchestra with my hands. I'm not maybe the best person to criticize for that, although I like to think that my hand gestures are mildly correlated to what I'm saying. The two worst offenders of the always conducting an orchestra in their minds, Gavin Newsom and Hakeem Jeffries. Let's hear what Hakeem Jeffries has to say. I was gonna do an entire video on this, but then I said that, that would just be, that would just be too juvenile, Viva. You know, we need more common sense in Washington, D.C less conflict and less chaos. Less conflict and less chaos. Government, that means we should be trying to find bipartisan common ground. House Democrats have made that clear. On any issue, we'll work with our Republican counterparts when it makes sense. Oh, we'll work with our Republican counterparts when it makes sense. In terms of delivering real results for the American mm -hmm. people, how can a bill be dead on arrival and extreme MAGA Republicans in the House haven't even seen the text? They don't even know what solutions are being proposed in terms of addressing the challenges at the border. House Republicans at this point are wholly owned subsidiaries of Donald Trump. But I'll work They're with them. They're not working to find real solutions for the American people. They are following orders from Look the at former hands. president. That's the height of irresponsibility. That's what the American people dislike about Washington, D.C. at this moment. You know, you know, no, what they dislike are actually what they call pork bills, where you just jam in a load of shit unrelated to the bill. I'll work with them when they agree with me, and when they don't agree with me, they are extreme MAGA Republicans, and everybody hates them. What an absolute scumbag. Can't stand Hakeem Jeffries. I don't know why I still follow him on Twitter. I don't think I follow him, but I know Elon knows that I interact with him out of frustration. I'll work with them. But they're extreme MAGA Republicans who are a threat to democracy. But we're open to working with them when they agree with us. And when they don't, then we go back to demonizing them and all of their followers. To hell, Hakeem. Okay, now we got Barnes in the backdrop. Uh, and before I bring him in, Field of Greens, promo code VIVA. Uh, Barnes is drinking something, and I don't know if it's Field of Greens. We're going to see. I'm joking. It's not. Uh, all right, Barnes, I'm bringing you in. Let me see this here. I'm going to go to locals and make sure that our audio levels are synced up. Sir, how goes the battle? Good, good. Um, 
Tell us about, hold on, let me, let me broaden this so we can see what's on your shoulder. There is no book this week, Robert. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Not this week. Um, okay, and let me just go to locals and see if they're going to say that you're too low. Barnes has a, Barnes has the lake. EMR is great. Okay, what's going on here? Um, oh, come on. Audio. Good question mark. Uh, let's see if the audio is good. It's Amos Mills. Now the dog barks to get in. He's going to bark to get out. Robert, uh, before we get into it, what do we have on the menu tonight? Uh, we got the uh, International Court of Justice uh, made a ruling last week about uh, Israel, this week about Ukraine. We have a, a when is graffiti fit within the First Amendment, uh, the big school shooter parent on trial, the uh, big Second Amendment win about your right to buy ammo, uh, the when is it okay to raid the wrong house? And Always. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And qualified immunity might not ever have ever been uh, rooted in the law. Uh, the Musk compensation plan, rejection by a judge overriding the board. Uh, so Trump's uh, ballot case will be heard on Thursday before the Supreme Court of the United States. We got when is mens rea required for criminal law? Are they locking people up who ha they haven't proven committed or intended to commit any crime? The Oregon Supreme Court's exclusion of GOP state rep uh, senators based on a law that was passed uh, by the people of Oregon last term. Uh, can Biden legally uh, issue amnesty, mass amnesty to illegal immigrants or anybody else? The classified documents Trump case continues to be taken apart by what is being exposed in the discovery part of the process. Uh, the Vault 7 whistleblower uh, sentenced, uh, and they found other things on his computer. It's always interesting who they find certain things on the computer of. Uh, the uh, whether people should take that at face value might be another question. Uh, and you know, we have a report, uh, you know, bonus topic of Florida, this uh, the Florida grand jury that was uh, convened to investigate the COVID vaccines has issued its initial preliminary report. Amazing. Now, uh, do we what was the result of our locals poll as to what was the most popular and what do we start with? I, I, I wouldn't well, the, mind starting with Musk on YouTube and Twitter uh, and Rumble. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, the 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 most popular one is Biden's amnesty power mm -hmm. concerning illegal immigration. Brett Weinstein had a very interesting interview with Tucker Carlson this week over what he witnessed down in uh, Panama, Colombia border region. And uh, that that there was clear evidence of an intentional invasion taking place, amongst other things. The uh, so that the that was probably the most pop, that was the number one voted topic. Well, no favorite got number one, uh, but right but right beneath that was uh, the uh, the immigration amnesty question, and then the Trump cases uh, had a lot of interest, and then the Second Amendment case was third, I think. Okay, perfect. So you know what we'll do? We'll start with the Elon Musk, and that one's going to segue into the most popular, which we will do on um on rumble uh rob okay so i mean I, I don't know that people are not particularly interested in the story i mean it made the headlines what was it friday afternoon this for those who don't know was a, a minority shareholder i don't know how many shares he had but it doesn't really matter seventeen hundred dollars um, worth it was like very few so it, the question is whether or not he was an activist minority shareholder from the beginning who files a suit basically uh challenging elon musk's compensation plan that was negotiated through the board of directors approved by the shareholders back in, I forget when, but 2018, you know, I believe 2018 and, or, or and maybe it, even before then it was because there, there were iterations of it. There was like the iteration yeah. one and they changed it. And the, the bottom line of the compensation package was basically 
He was at 21% shareholding of the company. If they met um, milestones of like increasing market cap by 50 billion, he would get another 1% of common of share of the stock. Basically, it would have amounted to had he reached, which he did, because apparently they met all 12 of their market milestones and all 11 of their uh, 11 of the 12 um, economic or financial milestones. When he reached 600 billion in market cap, he would effectively uh, be compensated by way of 55 billion in the shares that he would get in tranches for every milestone that he made. They once hit a billion, uh, a trillion, sorry, a trillion dollar market cap. It since came down. He goes to say, okay, I want my, uh, I want my compensation package. This guy goes to a Delaware court. I don't know if, you know, you'll tell us how business friendly Delaware courts are. I know it's the number one state for incorporating. And this judge, by all accounts, because I'm, I'm reading left and right, by all accounts, um, created new law by saying we are basically rescinding this offer. We don't care that the board of directors approved it. We don't care that the shareholders approved it. The board of directors, according to this judge, as a matter of fact, were related to such that uh, basically Elon controlled the company through de facto relationships with the board of directors. The shareholders, even though from what I understand, you'll tell me if I'm wrong, legally did not have to approve the deal, nonetheless approved it, but the judge said, well, they were misled because the... <laughs> The relationship that I just found between the directors and Elon Musk was never disclosed to them, so they voted basically in, in, in ignorance of law and fact. And so rescind it. You're not getting it. I don't know exactly what he is going to get by way of package, what he's doing now. He's threatened to go to Texas, and apparently Delaware is making it hard to unincorporate or leave Delaware to go elsewhere. Uh, how much have I gotten wrong? Is, is this basically an unprecedented move by the judge? Yeah, I mean, the Delaware courts are very friendly to business historically and that's why they are the favored state of incorporation for companies around the world not only in the united states and the it's uh, generally called the business deference rule that is strictly enforced by the chancery courts there in delaware so that basically if the uh, they defer to the decision of the board uh, in any context where there's business discretion to be made <coughs> that's why people incorporate they know that their decisions will be uh, reliably enforced. The uh, What this judge did <coughs> is she scrapped it, said she wasn't going to apply the business deference rule. And instead, she was going to consider it like a uh, conflicted controller situation where there's people with conflicts in control of the company and, and, sub, and subject it to a uh, general rule of fairness, whatever that means. Uh, general, I mean, the, this is what happens when social studies majors take over running businesses. Uh, you know, people want to know why communism and socialism and fascism all failed. It's judges like this thinking that they know better than the corporate executives, than the board, than the shareholders, than the customers, than the wall street, than everybody else about what was, uh, the best compensation to give the best value to Tesla's stock. Because the, the thing most people looking at the case thought the case had no credibility in, aside from the business deference rule that's supposed to be applied in this instance, is that the shareholders made tons of money on this deal. They didn't lose. What, what, what are the damages? There are none. There are none. They, they, they got, they, uh, their stock went sky high because of this deal. It's one of the things, by the way, she completely ignores. This deal really wasn't so much to incentivize Elon as it was to convince shareholders that Elon was going to be focused on Tesla. Mm -hmm. And it worked. It worked tremendously. 
the uh, uh, the I mean, he hit every single metric. And because people believed he was incentivized to hit those metrics, they invested in Tesla, driving up Tesla's stock. So it became one of those self-fulfilling phenomena. She totally ignores that, that this was one of the most successful CEO compensation deals ever done, uh, entirely incentive-driven, uh, in which they, Elon didn't make money unless the shareholders made lots and lots and lots of money. So it, it's preposterous to uh, subject this to a fairness rule. And the fairness interpretation was absurd and asinine. What this really reveals is what Musk has been figuring out, the political weaponization of our entire legal system. He's right. If you're in Delaware, get out. Axios was busy trying to cover. Say, oh, this uh, this is only about Musk. Uh, We talked to important corporate lawyers and they all agreed you can stay in Delaware. They're lying to you. Axios is lying to you. Those corporate whores are lying to you. They're willing to sell out their own client to serve their own political interest. Uh, the you This is a, a lefty Biden-connected uh, uh, judge who was presiding. She never should have been on the Chancery Court to begin with, has no business there, has no understanding of business. Doesn't under, you know, when you start out, when you're making little sarcastic comments through your opinion, it you're was, a business judge in a chantry court. She was like, she made it sound like she was describing a Star Wars episode, like writing that, you know, there was a lot of hyperbolic judgmental rhetoric. And then there was rhetoric. Look at like, how rich he is. Oh my God. What are you doing on the chantry court of <laughs> Delaware? You have no business being there. You're a disgrace. You're a disgrace. This opinion was a disgrace. And it was a damning opinion, but what it is is Musk figured it out. Uh, don't incorporate in Delaware. Don't trust Delaware. The Delaware courts have now been Bidenized, uh, which is kind of like being sodomized uh, for and when it comes to integrity, and a uh, very undesirable experience. <laughs> and so the the, uh, the that's the reality of it. It's now he'll the the Tesla will appeal it. Who knows what the Delaware High Supreme Court will do? Because, I mean, this should be shocking. Uh, This should be horrifying. This should be terrifying to the state that profits so much from all the incorporating in their state. But who knows whether they'll figure that out. I mean, it's like the Biden administration in the EU that thought, oh, we'll sanction Russia. Nobody around the world will think twice about investing in the West. And the first thing they did was try to figure out a new currency system that wasn't connected to the dollar. And all around the globe. It was like that, that backfired terribly. But th- that's how clueless these people are. They live in their own little parochial provincial worlds. And they she would have never issued this opinion, but for the fact that Elon is adverse to the uh, her pal, Joe Biden. And that's what we're getting, you know, people who now want to govern companies, govern schools, govern everything. Uh, th- this is the professional managerial class wanting to govern all of our lives at every level whether it's the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture that wants to tell you, tell Amos Miller how to farm and tell us how to eat, uh, or it's this judge telling Tesla how to, how to run its business. Because it's not like they're the most successful business in the last 20 years, right? It's not like they're one of the top 10 most capitalized companies to the shock of a bunch of people who've been short-selling them for a decade, right? I mean, it's a ludicrous ruling, ludicrous and it makes a mockery of the Delaware courts that are now political partisan hack courts. Uh, it shows why social studies majors type should never be on, on a business bench. 
Um, and it, it shows the degree to which uh, the Biden administration will target and harass its political opponents. One of the most shocking things in my mind of the decision is he owned 22%. So he was effectively through his connections to the board of controlling shelter. And I'm like, whether he owns 1% or 70%, the benefit that he brought to the other shareholders is undeniable. It's, it's, it's measurable. I, I bought, I think I bought. Indisputable. People oh. have got fabulously rich betting on Elon Musk. And this deal helped make sure that happened. Uh, well, and, and in, in fairness to the, I'll say in fairness to the judge, to Steelman, what she said, she's like, well, was, was it really necessary? Was the deal really necessary for this uh, outcome? Like it could have been anybody. It could have been Joe Schmo. It could have been Viva Fry's CEO. It didn't need to be Elon. He didn't talk about how much time he was going to have to put into the company. It, it was, it, this is how people starve to death under socialist regimes. You get idiot judges yes. who have no idea what they're doing and they run businesses into the ground with terrible consequences. Right. He, he will, that's he, exactly what it is. It's, he, it's, and it's a terrifying sign. It's just like what they're trying to do to Trump in New York. It's the courts trying to run businesses, take over businesses. They want complete control, state control at every single level, just like they want to control what Amos Miller is allowed to put in his own fridge, what you're allowed to put in your own fridge. Uh, I mean, it's the same logic. It's about complete, absolute, total state control with no option uh, to, and if you're a dissident from the regime, it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. It doesn't matter if you're the richest man in the world. They're going to, it doesn't matter if you're the former president of the United States, they're going to come after you. Well, this will, this will segue into the second uh, of the Elon Musk, which is going to get to our most popular case. Everybody get your heinies on over to either Rumble or if you want to cut, you know, cut the, come over straight over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com. I mean, it, Rumble owns it. Uh, they, they've joined, so it's like you're supporting the same company. Come on over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com. The link is there because we're now going to talk about uh, Elon Musk's tweet that set the pigs a squealing, Robert, on the interwebs. So I'm going to end it on YouTube now. Uh, I'll be posting the clips throughout the week because I've got, we've got, I, I, we're, we're upgrading. We've got people now who are going to edit the clips together. None of the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The gimmicky stuff, but it'll be the clips that do not make it onto YouTube. And uh, you can enjoy those throughout the week. Come on over right now to Rumble, Viva Fry. Okay, remove YouTube now. Get so nervous whenever I do this. Okay, Robert. Sorry. I, 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 uh, I have a, a canker on. I wasn't going to share the information, but I have a canker if it looks like I'm in pain. It's because I've been in excruciating pain for the last seven days. I have a stress or whatever i might have been eating too many of those mango strips uh elon musk puts some up salt and pour it right on it well so, it, but i've been doing that and the then i went to the brutal but it does help shrink it. I, I went to the beach yesterday and then i was just gargling with the ocean water and then i'm thinking oh my goodness i just put bacteria in it i'm gonna get a brain infection i, I mean people my life living in my brain is a, is a terrible thing um elon musk puts out a tweet over the weekend uh basically summarizing biden's immigration plan it says Import as many illegal immigrants as you can, grant them amnesty, and you've basically secured the next generation of votes, a one-party system, rule for life. And my goodness, Robert, the, the stuck pigs were squealing all over the internet. This is a vile racist conspiracy theory. How dare he? The, the people screaming and crying really confirmed how accurate and on point it was. And so it leads to some questions. I, I put out my, uh, my analysis, which was piecing together some articles from the past, uh, videos from the, the present, and seeing what the hell's going on. 
we had talked about it a while ago. I think we talked about it a few times where the question is, can the president grant amnesty to illegal immigrants? Back in Obama's day, at one point, they said, no, the president can't grant amnesty. And then two years later, there's another fact check that basically says, yes, they can. Can they, Robert? What would be the consequences of granting amnesty? Can he grant amnesty for all illegal immigrants, known and unknown, which would be in the order of like 40 million? Would that grant them citizenship? And what, would, what impact would that have on their ability to vote in federal elections? He can't grant them citizenship. Uh, that's exclusively within the province of Congress to legally authorize in the first place. Uh, what he can do is he can grant mass amnesty. He could grant a pardon. So the uh, he could say, I hereby pardon everybody who may have entered the country illegally between X time period and X time period, and they are hereby given a full unconditional pardon. The most recent illustration of this uh, is not the Reagan amnesty because that was a congressionally passed amnesty. It is rather the uh, Jimmy Carter amnesty that he signed almost as soon as he took office for uh, for the people who dodged the draft uh, from uh, the, during the Vietnam War draft in particular because uh, it didn't it didn't it applied I think from sixty three to seventy five something like that and it says. Anybody who's in this category is hereby pardoned with only two caveats. So that that power has been exercised before. Uh, you know, George Washington exercised it at the beginning of our country to pardon a bunch of people connected to the whiskey tax rebellion due to Alexander Hamilton's idiotic whiskey tax. They should have they should have hung him for that, but that's another story. Um, but the uh, so yeah, he can't. He illegally, constitutionally does have that power. He doesn't have the power to grant him citizenship, doesn't have the power to give him the right to vote, doesn't have the power to do any of that. DACA was never constitutional, what Obama did. But he can grant mass amnesty. Uh, That would be to where you couldn't uh, criminally prosecute them. And whether or not you could deport them would be an open question because it's whether deportation is a civil or a criminal remedy depending on the circumstance. So the... uh, uh, so that that's yeah, that power is legit and that risk is real. Uh, and the risk of amnesty for all illegals and not yeah. just the 11 million that they were talking about. Yeah, he tw- could he could do it to any category he wanted to um, the, and- uh, that that he has the power to do. Um, and then that gets into the state law questions. Right. That's where there's state laws that have been violated. But the Supreme Court has said the states can't enforce those laws if it impacts federal immigration. So the if they could enforce those laws, then they could separately, independently prosecute. But right now they can't. I was on Turkish uh, television uh, this week. Uh, the station funded by, uh, uh, well, it's it's called Erdogan's station, but the uh, debating about whether it was an invasion or not uh, that you know created its own constitutional remedies that has yet to be fully litigated in the courts and is separate from the Arizona case. And aside from the fact that the ratio is tenfold higher, we've gone from 300,000 illegal entries to over 3 million. And this is unprecedented in American history in, in, the, in, in the last century. The, but then you have what Brett Weinstein found that he reported to Tucker Carlson, which is when he went down to the, see the, uh, the gap there, that big jungle region between Panama and Colombia that over half a million people have crossed in just the last year, went there with Michael Young and others, 
he found a Chinese camp that appeared to be uh, run by the Chinese government, that the that they were using the economic migrants as cover for infiltration of uh, soldier age uh, Chinese citizens. And there's a you know there's a video circulating that appears to be connected to the Chinese government showing people how they're going to do it. The so this might be a you know you know if China thinks Biden is crazy and is going to escalate. They might be planting uh, sleeper cells right here in the United States, uh, just, you know, using this. And then you have the broader issue that the economic migrants are coming in, being illegally described as political asylum candidates when they're not. But it's being funded by the U.S. government. Uh, the U.S. government is funding various non-governmental organizations, many of which have ties to Soros uh, and, and other global globalist type people like that uh, who are uh, and in the United Nations is funding this. They're organizing this. This is not random people doing it. It's the drug cartels in bed with the United Nations and the U.S. government NGOs facilitating and enabling this. And it's now even to the point where the Chinese government and maybe other governments, I mean, there's now arms dealers that have come across, people that are unknown terrorists that have come across. I mean, this is a complete disaster to such a degree that people like Elon Musk is saying it, that Robert Kennedy is saying it, that Brett Weinstein is saying it. Uh, this is what blows my mind is how could this not be uh, facilitating an invasion? How could it not be an impeachable offense? I mean, and th now that we know, I guess this might come back to bite them in the ass if, if, you know, the impeachable offense doesn't have to be a crime. Could this not be an impeachable offense? And the idea of being able to exercise well, it's mass facilitation of a crime because he's aiding and abetting the illegal entry into the United States. But he can and, he can, he can and make an invasion. It... He's also aiding and abetting an invasion, which is a violation of his constitutional duties and obligations. But that is a high crime and misdemeanor, in my view. But he could he could ratify all of it with the blanket amnesty. But the that act can also be impeachable. That the uh, that refusing to enforce the criminal laws in that manner. And granting pardons can itself be impeachable. That's why you can't pardon yourself from impeachment. So yeah, the uh, so I think that that they they should they they should have already impeached him. Uh, it's it's ridiculous that it's got to this point. Instead, they want to use it as cover to send more money to Ukraine, which is just nuts. Uh, even though the more published reports this week of what we said from day one, and what the Duran and other or, uh, people have said from day one, that you know the CIA had to go over there to tell Zelensky, please stop stealing everything. They, can, you, can you steal just a little bit less? Can you show some discretion? That, you know, they're just stealing in mass, and we're going to send them more uh, on, under the guise that uh, we're going to finally, we'll, we'll get around to finally enforcing those immigration rules. How about defund the NGOs and the United Nations until they stop funding these uh, big uh, caravans of illegal immigration? How about start there, for one? Uh, but they should have impeached Mayorkas already, and they should have impeached Biden already. But it's a bunch of lazy half-wit, nitwit, midwits in the Congress on the Republican side of the aisle, many of whom are all for this illegal immigration. Uh, they don't want to admit that. They don't want to tell anybody that. But their corporate pals love it. You dig in deep, you're going to find Tyson Foods. You're going to find big companies uh, that profit from this illegal immigration. Well, who did I play the clip of? Um, oh, in, in my analysis of the Elon Musk, there was some guy on CNN saying, you know, like, oh, we, we come across these migrants every day. They work in the, the, the car washes. They, you know, clean up, pick up garbage. And I'm like, why is it that every Democrat views immigrants as 
the people to do your shitty jobs uh, as, as, if, as if that's not a modern day form of slavery, mutatis mutatis. Like, how are they not ashamed of saying it? You had Lee, not Lee Osborne, what's her name? The, one of the, Os the Osborne woman on The View. But Donald Trump, who's going to clean your toilets? Like, they're not even ashamed to say it. They just say it out loud. This is our, this is our solution to, to crappy jobs. Let in uh, economic migrants since we can exploit them. Uh, but I, I want to share this, Robert, if you haven't seen this. It's, uh, it's uh, Holly and uh, Mayorkas pulling Performance is despicable. This. And I think the fact that you are not willing to provide answers to this committee is absolutely atrocious. Listen to this. This is Mayorkas. Mr. Chairman, may I? Look at him. He's so, so like, If you'd like to have a, a minute to respond, you will. Oh, I, I would, and I'm not sure I'll limit it to 60 seconds. Well, cut his but mic. Then. Number one, uh, what I found despicable is the implication uh, that uh, this language, tremendously odious, um, uh, actually it could be emblematic of the sentiments of the 260,000 men and women of the Department of Homeland Security. Number one. Isn't Number this? two, uh, Senator Hawley takes an adversarial approach to me in this question. Robert, let me just and pause it here. Homeland, what's, what, he's Homeland Security Secretary. What's his position in life? We shouldn't even have a Homeland Security Department. I mean, the, the fact, I mean, that, that they created it after 9-11, by the way. You know, Fatherland Securitas. You know, it's like, okay, let, let's go back to the Nazis for examples of governmental organization. That That's always worked out well. The, uh, so the, but he is responsible for immigration enforcement in the United States. Okay, well, interesting comparison, Robert. Wait until you see where Mayorkas goes. If any of you didn't know that he was Jewish, you're going to find out now. And perhaps he doesn't know my own background. Perhaps he does not know oh, that I am the child of a Holocaust survivor. What does that have to do with anything? Perhaps he does not know that my mother lost almost all her family at the hands of the Nazis. What does that have to do with anything? With his, his infor his, I mean, if anything, that says he has a motivation to favor open migration. Right. I mean, the, if, if there had been open migration, maybe the people could have escaped the Holocaust. I mean, it doesn't help his argument that he's trying to really restrict the, uh, open migration. Clearly, he's not. And he and he hasn't done it the whole time. Now, I don't pin it on him because that's by it's the Biden administration policy. Biden well, yeah, said but, it was going to be his policy. And right. so Mayorker should be in, uh, impeached, but Biden should be the target of all this. I'll finish this. I've... And so I find his adversarial tone to be entirely misplaced. Mm, okay. I find He's it to be disrespectful of oh. me and my heritage. Oh, okay. It's anti-Semitic. And I do not expect an apology, but I did want to say what I just articulated. Well, tough Thank you. effing S, Mayorkas. Do your job. Is, is, yeah. do, do your freaking job. And it's true, Robert. He's, he's, he's but the, the fall guy, the messenger for Biden, but people don't think Biden's in charge either. They think that Obama's still pulling the strings behind Obama, which might make, uh, you know, might make a little more sense in terms of going back and uh, reassessing the argument as to national loyalty. Things might make more sense in reverse. Um, okay, so he can, he can do it. He can destroy. Hypothetically, they grant amnesty. That would prevent deportation, potentially, uh, criminal deportation based on the right. act of having entered unlawfully. But it doesn't create citizenship, doesn't create or vest voting rights. The, I mean, there's a separate issue there because, you know, in Arizona, you have the uh, secretary of uh, the, I think, secretary of state, if I recall correctly, that's issuing, you know, guidance about allowing illegals to vote in the federal elections uh, on the grounds that the Biden administration is interpreting federal law to prohibit you from 
confirming someone's citizenship as a condition of federal voting or it's a voting rights act violation that's how insane things are so it's just there we're facing the political weaponization of everything uh and an attack at every level and it's going to be you know the up to the people up to legislators up to the uh, conscientious courts to correct it and we'll find out whether that's going to happen uh robert we're going to hit 20,000 in a matter of seconds. So everybody drop a comment and hit the thumbs up when we hit 20,000 and drop a comment in there. But hold on, I, I've fallen way behind on the Rumble rants. Let me pull these up so I can read these. Uh, I'll go through them real quick. Like Finboy Slick says, how many horn solos can Viva do before Barnes gets annoyed? One. But Barnes, I don't, I've never seen Barnes get annoyed unless he's talking about uh, Pennsylvania and uh, uh, the food company, Tyson. Arkansas Crime Attorney says, my wife has returned Rumble Rantability now that a new month has come. <laughs> Thank you very much, Arkansas. Iron Wolf 21, Michigan has been found ignoring thousands of illegal votes knowingly. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Robert, is this on our list? I'll, I'll screen grab this and we'll talk about this maybe. Uh, David, are you not using Rumble Studio? Not right now because I can't. They've got to work on one thing that is critical where I can't share the screen without kicking out my guest. So for solo streams, it might work, but they need to fix that at least for the type of streaming that I do. I to, okay, there we go. Uh, STFU, shut the F up for FS sake, says Biden eyes like sodomized, but with 100% less logic and no lube. All right, we've got Randy Edwards. Musk ruling is pure Marxism. As initiated under the Obama regime, only companies who walk in lockstep with the deep state will be tolerated. Looking at you, Disney. Randy Edwards says, renegotiated NAFTA keeps jobs from going to China, but does not stop China from going to the jobs. Life finds a way. I think Soros is a psychopath and has been since he was a kid, but he grew up at the perfect time during the time when psychology was still frowned upon. That's T1990. Jack Flack says there's a claim that the Arizona, in combination with the federal voting rules, will allow non-citizens to vote in Arizona. Interesting. Texas picked up, sorry, picked up this year to close their border, making Arizona the largest open border state. It's the Uniparty from 209 in, in, in Action Barnes, Pelosi and Mitch will take swipes at each other. In front of the camera, but behind the scenes, they're all friends. They're all partying together, T1190. With some exceptions like RFK Jr. and Rand Paul, the rest of the establishment are all in bed together. CJ Dag 82 Laura Loomer just released the Senate Appropriations Bill. It's worse than you could possibly imagine. America is a collapsed republic with no amount of voting. And no amount of voting is going to save it. I hope that you're wrong, CJ Dage 82 because I like it here. And Arkansas Crime Attorney says, please go into the Gateway article. It's insane. The Gateway punted. Okay. Oh. Yeah, the, the Gateway article was about what I talked about way back at the beginning when I talked to Trump administration officials back in uh, early uh, 2021, uh, which was that the Bill Barr knew from Michigan that they had caught a bunch of people involved in illegal voting behavior. And, the, uh, they, and Bill Barr covered it up. And he facilitated the cover-up to help uh, one of the U.S. attorneys involved in the cover-up become a federal district court judge. And they, some of the Trumpers got their revenge by at least preventing that person from becoming a federal district court judge. But it, it was an open secret in Washington in, uh, in December of 2020 that Bill Barr had covered up uh, proven evidence of election fraud uh, from Michigan that was reported in multiple ways in multiple formats. So, you know, you mean, we're to the point where you have people like the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, has a better understanding of American elections than most of the American media does. And he's like, oh, here's how they stole it. They did this and this and this, and that's how they stole it. Just like that. 
the uh, he understands how they did it. The only people who's still in denial is the Washington D.C. crowd and the media crowd. The uh, but yeah, it's just further confirmation and substantiation of what we were uh, what I talked about way back in January of 2021. I'll, I'll do maybe a, a separate breakdown of this uh, for tomorrow, Robert. What's next on our menu? Well, speaking of Ruskies, the uh, Ukraine-Russia case went up before the International Court of Justice. That's the UN's court, if you want to call it that. It's there at The Hague. That's where they got a lot of commie courts, in my opinion. But the uh, but they made a real interesting ruling. I, I thought the dissent was particularly good, just like I thought the dissent was good on the Israel case, uh, about the limitations of the court process and where they're actually going to go is a little bit different than where Ukraine wanted them to go. So, I mean, I look, I, I tried to catch up on it because it's not something I had ever known about until you sent me the link or you sent me the subject. Um, Ukraine filed a claim at the ICJ accusing basically Russia of terrorism. They haven't got, they haven't done and genocide. genocide yet. Gen- well, violating the genocide convention. Okay, so terrorism and genocide by arguing that Russia, by, by um, giving, providing arms and training to militia groups is partaking in... Uh, terrorism as per whatever the law is at the International Court of Justice for, you know, funding terrorism. And as far as I understood, the court basically came back and said, no, they're not, it only amounts, it only includes financing terrorism, not training and arms, which I thought was curious if that's where they wanted to go. I mean, in essence, they were trying to litigate political issues. As the dissenting judge noted, he noted he wouldn't have accepted any part of the case. Mm -hmm. Ukraine also wanted a preemptive ruling that it had not been committing genocide in the eastern part of Ukraine, in the Donbass and elsewhere, to prohibit Russia from later claiming that they did as kind of a re judicata collateral estoppel basis. Uh, And then claim that Russia was guilty of genocide, but their argument was because they were accusing Ukraine of genocide. The uh, And and under the context, the genocide was the accusation that they are stopping teaching the Ukrainian language in the in the Donbass region, yeah, that amongst other, they had very little evidence. They had a few uh, uh, references to the genocidal approach of Ukraine towards Russian culture. That was the reference. Russia has actually had not yet accused Ukraine of violating the Geneva Con- Geneva or the Genocide Convention. So the uh, they had accused them of violating the various Min- Minsk Accords, which they flagrantly did ever since they they were had been signed. Frankly. And as uh, the German president ultimately admitted, they never intended to honor those agreements. It was just to buy time so they could build up some support to uh, take out Russia uh, when they thought the time was right. But the I mean, the dissenting judge, I thought, you know, got it correct when he pointed out that uh, Russia's invasion is not within the jurisdiction, is not a genocidal allegation, is not within the jurisdiction of the court, that it's a consent driven process unless a treaty makes it binding. And the only treaty that would have made it binding is the Genocide Convention. And there was no allegation, uh, uh, no sufficient allegation of genocide occurring by Russia against Ukraine. And he said he would have stayed out of Ukraine making a preemptive ruling about whether Ukraine has committed genocide. When he says Russia hasn't made that formal accusation, we need two parties to a dispute to get involved. And he's like, this court is becoming politicized. Now, truth is, it's always been politicized. It's just getting as bad as the International Criminal Court at The Hague, which has been overtly weaponized for political partisan purposes from its inception and its origin. 
here, I mean, just go through all the ridiculousness they did in the Serbian Balkan War cases the, that a lot of people have been critical of. Uh, Jack Smith came from that court to tell you who he is and what that court is. The uh, so it's a it's the International Court of Justice, which had for the most part avoided getting trapped in political cases. United States versus Nicaragua was probably a pretty reasoned ruling. Some other cases, but as a whole, they had been less likely to let their uh, a body be used for overt political purposes. They fancy themselves the successors to the Nuremberg tradition, but now they're losing that. Uh, I mean, at least they didn't take the nonsense, the absurd claims, but they still took claims that they shouldn't have taken. Uh, they'll now investigate whether or not Ukraine has committed genocide in eastern Ukraine when no one is right now accusing them of that. And so it, it makes it a one-sided uh, advisory ruling that they specifically don't have the authority to give outside of specific advisory opinions, which are subject to separate jurisdiction. Well, so uh, just, the, just actually, now, now that you mentioned it, I'm, I'm, I am a little required clarification. International Court of Justice versus the International Criminal Court, two separate entities. So when they deal with things yeah. like war crimes, that goes to the ICC, not the ICJ. Oh, no, it varies. I mean, the, what is the International Court of Justice authorities through the United Nations and signatories? Usually it's consent driven. Sometimes it's because they agreed in advance that any violation of a particular treaty would be dealt with by that court. Whereas the International Criminal Court is its own animal and it's outside the UN and it's it does it does whatever it kind of wants to do. Uh, it has, you know, roaming, roving jurisdiction as it sees it. Uh, so the the uh, but it's always been political. The International Court of Justice has tried to stay out of these political cases for the most part. Now they're it, they partially stayed out of this, but not as fully as they should have, as the vice president of the court noted in his dissent. Robert, do you have any uh, I'm reading a, a five dollar rumble rant from uh, Fraser McBurney says it is reported that Tucker Carlson is traveling to Moscow to interview Putin. Yeah, is, 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 so He's there, yeah. he was at the Bolshoi. In the same suite that I've been in before, it's the old royal suite that stands right center uh, up on top. And he was watching the same ballet that I watched at the Bolshoi, which is Spartacus. The uh, the the Russians take ballet to an entirely different level. Uh, it's not like any American ballet I'd ever seen. the The interesting thing is it induces sleep, not because it's boring. <laughs> it's me mesmerizing. It's so mesmerizing your brain just goes. Hmm. So yeah, he's there. They they have photos of him at the Bolshoi. And I, I got to bring up Bill Crystal. I mean, I oh, I felt bad for making fun of him because for a second I thought he wasn't actually a Democrat when I called him a tyrannical lefty. Perhaps we need a total and complete shutdown of Tucker Carlson re-entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what's going on. You know this what time it is? It's time to deport Bill Crystal. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I I. I looked him up. It's like, oh, this, he's he he was been a Republican for what? Oh, he's the biggest warmonger of all of all. He helped well, orchestrate nine eleven. He is um he's officially though a Democrat now since twenty twenty. It's like, what is it about going oh, left yes. and becoming a Trump. fascist? Ugh. Um, and so, but what part? His I, father was a neocon. Before that, he was a Trotskyite Marxist. Uh, so he neocon. comes from that school of former Marxist turned neocon that are still empire builders. They just changed their transition. He's transitioned to a new form of statism. Neocon, because I noticed Wikipedia refers to him as that. Is that, is that not an insult? I, I can only hear that as an insult. Uh, they didn't consider themselves, they didn't consider it an insult, no. The neo, not, not, probably not even till this day. The neoconservatives, 
as to weaponize American power abroad, especially after the end of the Cold War. They really wanted to be the global control. Uh, so he was part of the Project for a New American Century, which basically predicted, you know, it would be great if we had a 9-11 type event because then we could use it to go to all these wars we want. And then while 9-11 happens and all those same guys are in power, like Wolfowitz and, and Crystal and others, and then they start launching all their pet projects. I mean, what where they got discredited is they're so bad geopolitically. Like with Kissinger, nobody trusts the guy, but everybody thinks he's he's smart and is and pretty well sees things pretty clearly. You could make some arguments how well he did, but for the most part, that's his public perception. Not Crystal. And Crystal and the neocons are seen as not only morally rep degenerate uh, reprobates, but they're intellectually incompetent. What they predicted would happen has been wrong over and 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 over. They're the dumbest people on the planet. That's why nobody really takes them seriously anymore in the court of public opinion outside of the neocon war Karen Nikki Haley's of the world. Um, but now th I thought the, um, the ruling left open the window for a future claim from Ukraine yeah, for yeah. genocide. Yeah, Claims it, of genocide. It, it left. Yeah, it did. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Well, anyhow, um, Robert, what do we move on to now? The, uh, well, we got a bunch of different, uh, cases that, uh, we can track or trace. Well, that's a good question. Hold well, on, maybe the classified I... documents case and how it's falling apart against Trump. Oh, um, okay. Well, so, um, the classified documents is the one in Florida brought out of DC in front of judge cannon. What's the latest? I haven't, I'm not up to speed on that one. Multiple things. So one is, as is being documented in the motion practice before the court, uh, it's, it turned out that what we, some of us said at the time is being confirmed that the Biden administration with the national archives, with the deep state apparatus was conspiring and coordinating an effort to try to come up with a grounds to criminally prosecute Trump from the beginning before any subpoena was issued, before any search was issued, before any request for records was issued, they were secretly conspiring in violation of the law, by the way. The National Archives had no right to do what they were doing. The uh, conspiring in advance to entrap Trump. And it's there in their correspondence, communications, and internal documentation. So the public representations of the, of the Trump case were completely false by the Biden administration, just like we now know from Atlanta and uh, Big Fannie Willis uh, in the trouble she's in, how, but how she, she and her, her lover were meeting at the White House. We now know that, that this was all coordinated at the Biden administration. The classified documents case is a bogus case. This is even further compounded by the discoveries of America First Legal of an Obama memorandum that basically gave the president carte blanche to declare certain records, presidential records, in such a way that they were already so declared that also negates the entire indictment against President Trump. So you've got multiple prongs of, uh, of the classified documents case just falling apart in live time. And this you know, comes on the immunity case issue still being heard in D.C., so that March 4th trial date's already been vacated. Uh, I anticipate that will go back up to the Supreme Court, but increasingly unlikely any of these criminal cases reach trial prior to Election Day. Uh, the Georgia case, also now a complete disaster because Big Fannie Willis admitting uh, that what she was involved in and what she's really admitting, whether she wants to fully acknowledge its consequences, 
is money laundering uh-huh. and drumming up a bogus political case committing a fraud against the state of Georgia. Some, sometimes he paid, sometimes she paid. But who knows? But they're both paying with the same money. Robert, I, it's Bill Crystal. taxpayer's dollars where it's coming from. Bill Crystal's coming up twice in one evening to highlight his stupidity. Crazy that a junior Trump-appointed and Trump-friendly judge can delay the trial in an open and shut case against him on the classified documents. Yet another instance where the guardrails can be shoved around enough that they don't reliably guard the rule of law or democracy. Bill Crystal is on a roll for being uh, an absolute... He's funny. He's funnier than Billy Crystal. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, the big thing with him is that the uh, amount of death and mayhem he's caused around the world. I think it was Dave Smith or some other people. Man, maybe it was Alex Jones. It was Alex Jones. Alex Jones is having a lot of fun on his Twitter account these days. Yep. The uh, Alex said, I think we should try you for war crimes. What do you think, Bill? The uh, uh, And that's absolutely the case. If anybody should be tried for crimes connected to uh, war policy, it's Bill Crystal as much as anybody else. The But yeah, so those cases are really increasingly falling apart. And we'll see this week if this scheme to keep Trump off the ballot will also finally get killed because the Supreme Court holds oral arguments, I believe, on Thursday on the Colorado ballot exclusion case concerning Trump. That's going to be live, right? That's going to be on the Supreme Court's YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be commentating. Well, on it's that. not it's it's somewhere on the Supreme Court. You can listen in. Okay. That that's the best I think they do. Obviously, they still don't. Well, they won't allow cameras in there. The holy, the holy Supreme Court can't can't afford cameras. But the uh, but at least you can usually listen in, and and sometimes you get assigned by what questions they ask. It's not always absolutely predictive, but if you if if it can be, if all you get are hostile questions to one side or the other, then that is usually indicative um, uh, of where the court's going to go. Fannie Willis is now subpoenaed to testify in Michael Roman's um, civil case against her for allegedly withholding relevant evidence. She's not getting out of that subpoena, right? I mean, she might try. No, but I, don't I don't think so. And I think there's going to be so much more public scrutiny on this. I think it's just a matter of time before these cases all get dismissed and she gets kicked out of office. Mm-hmm. I think she's just on the clock. I mean, this is so egregious example of money laundering as you could possibly imagine misusing and abusing state power for political, partisan, and self-enrichment purposes. If, if Georgia has any self-respect, they will get rid of these charges and they will get rid of her uh, her office. Uh, well, do they, do they impeach her? They or, should. Or prosecute they should. her? Yeah, they, they do both. It's because extensive. Everybody, everybody I mean, she fired to... the whistleblower that exposed it. I mean, there's multiple layers of illegal criminal behavior by her. And, and by the way, are... this is a good bridge. She should be subject to civil and criminal prosecution under the federal civil rights laws because there there should be no qualified immunity for what she's doing if you actually read the whole history of our civil rights laws. Well, okay, this this I presume is going to the uh, the, fe- the, the wrong the poli- house case. The police officers who uh, and SWAT who go to the wrong house because they didn't see the address. The, uh, so I, I tried to get caught up on this case. This is a case where... Um, they're trying to raid a drug house. Apparently, they th- they they have an address. SWAT versus uh, law enforcement are coordinating to do this. Uh, they have an address. The law enforcement is unable to even see the address of the house that they're going to raid, and they end up, bottom line, raiding the house two houses down from the what do they call it? It's not a stash house, but they, from the from yeah, the stash house, it's stash from house. the stash house. So they end up ra- they they you know they they pull a um, uh, Alpha Warrior X type raid. 
uh, concussive grenades or stun grenades, whatever they are. Yeah, no they, knock. No a knock. Bust the windows. Girls in the a, house. A, fa- a married couple with two girls li- who happen to live down the street for two, two, one house over from a stash house. They bust it in, realize they've got the wrong house. SWAT saying, "You got the wrong house. You got the wrong house." They end up go. They finish their raid at the stash house and then come back. I forget what they did. Like you know, they clean up, they sweep up the glass, and that's it. The yeah, they broke windows, broke through doors, did you know, terrify the family, the whole nine yards. It's it's it's. I mean, and then they order the mother down, the husband down. They say you got the wrong house as they're doing it. The family sues for civil rights violations, and um, the cops tried to raise qualified immunity, which was denied. Correct at the district court level, but the Fifth Circuit came in and saved. Those poor police officers. So they say a, over a, a good, robust dissent, but the two leading judges decided that it's okay to raid the wrong house in America well, and ter- get, terrify a family. Because golly gee, what cop couldn't could couldn't even possibly know that might violate the Constitution? Who, no, who, who know that? The According to the the honest judges at the Fifth Circus. Well, the dissenting judge, I mean, seemed to have a more compelling argument because even the two majority judges say. Yeah, it was it was basically negligence. He didn't he he couldn't even say how he determined the address. He said he couldn't see it because there was a light, and he had it just raided the wrong house. And being told that it's the wrong house, um, how is that and a not SWAT no knock raid, no less? How I mean, is... this isn't your run of the mill raid. This is a SWAT team no knock raid that 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 they were doing. You would think you would be really precautious uh, before you would exercise that kind of raid. But he didn't even double. He first tried to raid the first wrong house and realized, oh, OK, no, this is the wrong house. Let's raid this one next door. And he raided another wrong house. And the uh, uh, and the even the police department's internal review was that it was ex- extraordinary breaches of their protocol. But the Fifth Circuit, in this constant misapplication of the clearly established law doctrine, said, well, there wasn't a case right on point that was published out of the Fifth Circuit. So you can get away with it. But then, that's not what a, that clearly established law is supposed to mean, but it's how the courts are using it to cover up for prosecutorial corruption, police corruption, and politician corruption. But, but this is what, like, you read the majority, you read the dissenting opinion, and the dissenting judge says, no, there is clearly established law. Supreme Court said so, uh, an unpublished decision. D- um, Another they- 11 other federal circuits had said so. It's the principle that you violate. They, they know you, you can't raid the wrong house and you have to take adequate precautions to make sure you have the right house. Here, as the dissenting judge noted, he didn't even check the, where the address would have been listed on the outside of the house. That, you know, the, he had an excuse about he couldn't quite see it. He's like, well, just double check it for crying out loud. The, this didn't require, you know, brain surgery. You should really never raid the wrong house, frankly, uh, unless there's been an investigative error. So the uh, uh, it's it, but, you know, I've I've, dealt, I've uh, litigated these cases and the generally courts, if you're if you're, your house is raided and you're just the wrong house, courts Tough usually notice. let the cops off more uh, often than not, does that, it, is, that, which is preposterous is based there on an, qualified immunity. Is there a, a question here that the Supreme Court should have to take up to clarify, or do you think well, it you gets got a there? split between the circuits? But the other big thing is, they the dissenting judge raised the same question another uh, judge on the Fifth Circuit has already raised that members of our board had also been asking about, and that is a law review article published last year, which said it, we, he dug into the entire legislative history, 
and what he found was that the all the everybody's been getting it wrong. So the Supreme Court said uh, almost a century, by the way, after the Civil Rights Act were passed, is when they invented this qualified immunity doctrine. Didn't exist for the first century of the civil rights laws. They said that well, you know, the the law is silent on whether it's abrogating state common law defenses. So we're going to assume that the Congress intended those state common law defenses, including qualified immunity, were present. Except that's not actually what the law said. What happened was you have these things called the statutes at large. I learned this, by the way, from tax protesters. You know, those tax protesters, they always come up with something. Sometimes their theories were totally off the wall. But sometimes it, it would be sound eclectic, and then you dig in and they'd be absolutely right. They said, you know, what you read in the United States Code is not the actual law. It's prima facie evidence of the law, but it's not, not necessarily the law. The law is the statutes at large that these codifiers have later, revisers, have come in and they gather all these different laws that have been passed and put them in one codified section, hence the United States Code, and as evidence of what the law is, but it's actually not determinative. Well, it turns out that for reasons totally unexplained, it's almost hush-hush worthy, which reminds me, I got to get around to the Taylor Swift hush hush this week. Uh, we'll have at Viva Barnes Law. Locals.com on the on the Super Bowl and everything else connected to it. But is that the reviser in 1874 left out critical language? They put in language saying you shall be liable if you're a state actor, notwithstanding any immunity or other state law that applies. You don't get those defenses. You shall be liable. So what the Supreme Court said did not exist in the law actually always existed in the law. The Supreme Court got it wrong. Their clerks didn't do their research fully. They cited the wrong basis of what the law is. And why that's significant is at the time of the debates, they made it clear their goal was to make sure judges were not immune and prosecutors were not immune and police were not immune because they were the ones violating everybody's civil rights. It was with their complicity. So the that issue may go up to the Supreme Court as to whether qualified immunity should have ever existed in the civil rights context. And the impact would be things like the bogus Trump cases going on right now. That if they go back in and say, you know what, there's no qualified immunity for anybody, then Trump has grounds to sue some of these rogue state prosecutors, rogue state police, and rogue state judges. All right, that's phenomenal. Um... Yeah, I got I got nothing to add to that, Robert, other than to say the dissenting judge clearly understood it better. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if it gets to the Supreme Court. You have these conventional conservatives and liberal conservative authoritarians versus conservative libertarians or conservative populists. The conservative authoritarians are like the liberal authoritarians. They love to cover for cops. They love to cover for police, prosecutors, politicians, all of them. The in fact, they said at the time. The, in the congressional debates, they, they found immunity a horrendous notion. They said, that's the idea the king can do no wrong. This is America. That's totally foreign to who we are as a country. And yet our courts have invented it out of whole cloth to protect themselves and their political allies in the executive branch. All right, there's no, there's no smooth segue into this one. We're just going to do it. It's not the state or the city of Tucson versus Seattle. It's a man whose name is Tucson versus Seattle challenging the city's ordinance uh, prohibiting graffiti or temporary writing if done without the express consent of the landowner. Um, 
And oh he my. would. It was the people that like to put to put chalk on public uh, sidewalks as yeah. part of protest. They're right. They're, the the the, the, the the petitioners or the plaintiffs were writing political messages in chalk in in what was it charcoal robert something that yeah, washes both, away both. it washes away with the rain it wasn't spray paint it wasn't whatever political messages and the city came out with an ordinance that basically said uh, you can't write without permission on city on property on 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 public private property without the express consent and they challenged it now i'm thinking of where they where they modified the um the wording of the legislation but the bottom line as far as i recall robert is they said that you well the 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 legislation is drafted with the caveat that without the permission in the elements of the crime itself were sufficient to make it reasonable but there is obviously a broader import of this particular decision that you want to highlight yeah so i mean essentially it's the difference between a facial challenge and an as applied challenge so a facial challenge says this law is so bad you can't enforce it against anybody. And in the First Amendment context, what you, you have to prove is that it burdens more protected speech than it serves a legitimate public policy purposes. So the and the same with vagueness. Vagueness is more you're not on notice of what could be illegal. And what happened here is they focused correctly on the constitutional aspect in terms of being able to put public protests with chalk on, on sidewalks, there can be grounds where that may be protected speech. But the problem the district court did is it invalidated the entire graffiti law, anti-graffiti law. And the, that, those two didn't connect. The, you, you've always, you have no First Amendment right to mark up somebody else's property, even if it's for associational or expressive purposes. That's somebody else's property. When it's public is when it gets a little tricky because then it's a public forum, like a public sidewalk. But the, the, the judge took that issue and invalidated the entire anti-graffiti law. So you could just go around and mark up whatever you want on anybody's business, anybody's home, anybody's property, invading their constitutionally protected rights. So the Ninth Circuit, I think, correctly came in and said, whoa, whoa, this is not a legitimate facial challenge. There are completely legitimate grounds to prohibit graffiti, protect people's own individual constitutional rights in their own property, including their expressive and associational rights, and not be coerced to express something they don't agree with, like a lot of these BLM protesters were trying to do, using this loophole in the law to try to do so. And they said, but if there's an issue with public sidewalks and selective enforcement, that's an as-applied challenge. So you can go back to the lower court and say, as applied to these people, this law shouldn't apply but that is not grounds to invalidate the entire law. They, but they did amend the law, right? At one point, it was the affirmative defense was if you had the permission of the landowner, and then they built the without permission into the infraction itself so that the prosecutors would have to prove that as an element so they would think twice about issuing tickets willy-nilly. Correct. Okay. That may, makes sense. It's, um, I, I thought it was logical. Robert, have you been following the Crumbly trial? Only bits and pieces. I mean, I thought from the inception, I don't like this prosecution, period. I still don't like it. And I've heard nothing at trial that's convinced me this prosecution should have ever been brought. So I and I have been I have not been following it to the length and uh, scope as uh, Joe Nearman, the following pro on Twitter. Good logic. I've seen enough. I'm very much torn in this because uh, some of the evidence, as far as I understand, that has been adduced. You know, it seems like negligence, but to go from negligence to involuntary manslaughter, 
uh, seems like one heck of a leap. And for those of you who don't know, and by the way, and I sort of totally blacked out or blocked out the, the, the role that COVID might not have played, but this, this is really in the COVID era when kids were suffering from distress, listening to the counselor testify of the school. For those of you who don't know, the kid Crumbly, uh, clearly you know, out of his gourd, mentally unwell, uh, writing mess, crying for help in a way that was obvious. Uh, all of it neglected, you know, not noticed by parents, not noticed by school, uh, kills four of his classmates with a gun that the parents got for him, knowing that he was going through some stuff. They thought it might be therapeutic. I don't know. Um, they're, they're going after the mother criminally for involuntary manslaughter for her negligence in procuring a firearm for her kid, not keeping it stored, locked up safely, such that her kid, who was clearly going through some mental I, I'm not. I'm not saying this to you know undermine what he did. The kid's obviously not well. Uh, you know whether or not it's criminal intent. He's he's fucking crazy. I mean, b- b- period. Writing, drawing pictures of these thoughts won't stop. Asking his mother if the house is haunted. They're going after the mother, and the evidence, the most damning evidence that we've seen thus far is that you know, text messages from beforehand show that the kid was having problems. Asking his mother, asking his mother if the house was haunted. Uh, the mother seemed to be more interested in horseback riding lessons than, than parenting. There's a lot of parent shaming in this. But the bottom line is the day of the shooting, the kid is in school, gets called into the counselor's office, the principal's office, with a drawing that had a gun, bullets, people, you know, a person laying in blood. It says these thoughts won't stop. Was seen looking at a video of a shooting event, maybe out of a movie. Uh, was looking up bullets online, gets called into the counselor's office or the principal's office. The mother gets called in. They say, do you want to take him home? And they say, no, we got to get back to work. School sends him back to class. Nobody checks his backpack. Nobody does anything. And then he, and then he does it. The issue being here that the, the, the mother clearly was onto something, thought something might, might potentially happen, knew that she had gotten him the gun you know, earlier in proximity to the events, didn't tell the school, had the school known they would have done something different. And uh, that's it. She had her trial. They had closing arguments. I, 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 I did not follow the whole thing, but I followed. I, I caught up enough today. And the closing arguments are just nauseating. Like I, the, the, the emotional uh, above the legal stuff. I understand it's a tactic that you have to do, but it's, it's I mean, it's, 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 it's displeasing or it's, it's very off-putting, I should say. But the bottom line, so they're going after, the mother's going to get convicted. That's my, my prediction is she will get convicted. Uh, but Robert, hypothetically, the mother knows her kid's mentally unwell, gets him a gun, doesn't lock it up, doesn't tell the school once they're called into the office, seems to have done some guilty stuff afterwards, like deleting text messages, only being interested in how her life is going to be over because of this, and they go after her for involuntary manslaughter. I mean, explain the law above and beyond the emotion. Yeah, so to convict someone of involuntary manslaughter, you and I know of no case like this ever being brought. Uh, and I don't like the precedent that's being sought out here. So it's you caused the death through gross negligence, which means you you knew of the danger that ordinary care could have prevented the danger and that you knew the danger was going to be apparent, likely serious injury. And I, I don't know how you can be convinced beyond a reasonable doubt that she thought he was going to shoot up the school because that's what you're supposed to find in order to convict her. Now, I agree with you that, that the jury is not likely to make that delineation like they should. It's, a, the, the, uh, it, it's why these prosecutions shouldn't happen, in my view, because this is an attempt to prosecute 
to shift blame from the school to the parents. The school would have a lot more potential culpability. I mean, why isn't why aren't the teachers being indicted? Why isn't the principal being indicted? Why isn't the counselor being indicted? Because all of them determined it was better for him to go back into class than for him to go home. She was supposed to override them? I mean, it's rather ludicrous. So, the, I mean, her position was she saw him as sarcastic, that he was going through some issues, but she didn't think it was severe, that, the, uh, that he was always joking about whether the house was haunted. So you get a sense of a parent that's disconnected from the kid who's perceiving the kid in an incorrect way. But I didn't get the vibe that it was a parent who wanted the kid to go shoot up a school or thought that could even happen and thought it most importantly, the legal standard is apparently likely to happen. So unless they conclude beyond a reasonable doubt that she thought it was likely he was going to shoot up the school, she should be acquitted which means this prosecution should have never been brought. I thought they were going to have something far more damning because there were stories early on about you know, him saying he was going to do it to her and there were these rumors. They didn't prove any of that. The, uh, the uh, Deleting text messages doesn't matter. They can get those right from the phone provider. Phone service provider. Well, I, and, and also it's, 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 it's after the fact. First of all, I'll just read a few chats because apparently this is what happens when people who spent all week watching it uh, don't like the summary. Janeway1 says, Viva lacks facts. We got Magoose, who's pulling the shame on you, Viva. That was the worst summary of the trial and evidence. It was a summary summary. Uh, and, okay, uh, and then let's see here. We got, um, let me see here. Horseback riding, right? I bet she was, okay, that's not right. Uh, okay. Well, she it. was also having an affair. It, the, the kid's mental disturbance tells me they're not good parents. But that's very different from causing mass death. And, and I didn't like this. Pro- you know, there have been other cases where they've brought general parental neglect claims. The, you could maybe do that here. But the other concern I have is they're trying to use this to punish people for allowing gun access to their kids. That, that's the subtext of this case, too. The subtext is you should any responsible parent would never allow their kid to ever have a gun, no matter what, or otherwise... You're, you're really probably complicit in wanting mass murder. That's the other subtext here. And the, it, it's a gun-controlled message. It's a, and then last but not least, it's shifting blame. They want people like Sandy Hook. They didn't want anybody looking at the school officials and the politicians. That They're the principal people usually responsible on this. Here they had specific awareness of his specific risk, and they didn't send him home, and they didn't search his bag. I'm sorry, that's just basic, basic violations. In the name of protecting schools, we have these invasive searches they do all the time of kids. And then when they actually need to do it, they don't exercise it. They just screwed up. You have a lazy school system screwed up, and they're looking to blame everybody, the gun, the parents, rather than themselves for their complicity and culpability. The issue that I mean, listening to the counselor testify, the issue I had is like, okay, fine. Hypothetically, they find the mother guilty. What of the counselor and the principal or who, whoever they, they met with and said, oh, we're going we're gonna to send him back to class now. Kid was watching videos on his phone, drawing pictures. These thoughts won't stop. And we send him back to class and they try to fault the mother for saying, I have to go back to work. And, All right. To be frank, the school is in a much better position, those trained personnel, than the mother is. The school has been trained for 20 years, 30 years, how to identify risk, how to address the risk, how to deal with the risk. The, you know, your average parent has not, doesn't have that training. 
I mean, it's clear that, that these parents were not great parents or the kid wouldn't have had the issues he had, quite frankly. But the idea that the, that the parents were co co deliberately culpable or complicit in it, I thought we were going to hear evidence of abuse. I thought we were going to hear evidence of something that, you know, you made these people real morally culpable. Instead, it was just the parent has to be the front line of defense. The parent has to be proactive. The parent can't ever let their kids do anything bad or it's their fault. And let's morally shame the parent. They shame her because she likes horses. Shame her because she didn't pay as much attention as she should have. Shame her because she was having an affair. And 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 let's blame shift and scapegoat rather than deal with the real issue, which is also the utter inadequacy of our mental health care facilities in America. Well, and the blaming her for the after the fact deleting text messages and 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 responding to a tragedy, a horror that I don't know how anybody what I don't know what a normal response is to that. And so. A lot of the evidence, as far as I saw, was after the fact accusations of hiding guilt. They knew they had done something wrong. And that's why she reacted that way. She, all that she was concerned about was whether or not she's going to lose her job. The question I had is this, and, and Joe uh, Nearman raised the question. It's a legit question. The kid was tried and convicted, or the kid was convicted as an adult. How do they he go after guilty. He pleaded guilty. He pled guilty. How do they go after the parents then as though they should be responsible for the acts of a child when he pleaded or pled as an adult? Knowing that, there's an additional question that even though he has appeal issue about life sentence, so the, I, it wasn't clear to me how he had Fifth Amendment rights. He's already pled guilty, and the court did not allow him to testify because of Fifth mm -hmm. Amendment rights. And it's like, what Fifth Amendment rights? He's already pled guilty. There's nothing for him to be worried about incriminating himself because he's already done so. I found that a little peculiar. And it was interesting to me that it was the defense that wanted him to testify. And it was that tells me you dig into this case, you had a disturbed kid with parents who didn't pick things up, but not parents deliberately causing his disturbance, nor really aware of his disturbance. And, and, and their, so their the problem was they were disconnected. Their problem wasn't that they... We're seeing all these warning signs and just saying, screw it. Well, that's like also, the media originally pitched. It's also just like predictable parental denial. Nobody ever looks at their kids and says, my kid's got a problem. They look at, oh, he's just a kid, yada, yada. And people should right. also appreciate this is not a civil liability case for the acts of a minor child. This is criminal um, yeah. charges for saying that they're responsible for the murder, that they knew that was likely to occur and didn't take ordinary steps to preclude it. I, I, the I, I just can't. That's just not present in the facts I saw develop beyond reason. What um, you, you think she gets convicted? Uh, it's all depends on the jury, and I don't know how the jury selection went. So the uh, I think that it would be a disturbing sign if uh, she's convicted. In my view, it's a disturbing prosecution. It would be an even more disturbing conviction uh, because of the patterns it's setting, and it's ultimately going to be used as an anti-gun case down the road. Oh. That you are parentally, you're going to find judges changing custody of kids based on whether one parent allowed them to have access to guns or not. That That's where this is coming. They'll, they'll cite this case as their example as I to was, why it's so dangerous and so reckless. And how dare you allow your 16-year-old, 17-year-old to have a scary, scary gun. That That's where this is heading, and that's what they're intending to do. They're going to re-Sandy Hook guns all over again. Uh, I, I'm predicting she. This is neither a want nor any intent here. I predict she's going to get convicted, um, and then the husband also stands trial in March. I mean, 
she can get convicted before the husband even stands trial and as if that's going to be a fair trial um robert what was i oh no i was i was i was also going to say the incompetence of the school set aside whatever you want to blame on whom ever the incompetence of the school that they 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 were the ones who had the first hand knowledge by all evidence that i've seen of the events on the day of and that they take him and they don't say take your kid go to a hospital like go go to a go to a ch check him in somewhere go see a doctor right now no go back to class and it was an option even by the evidence that i saw it was an option for the parents it wasn't an order take him home and figure it out because this is we're not letting him go back to class there absolute apathy left right and center well and especially when they're given such extraordinary power power to search they, they have the power to detain him they have the power to put him under a 48 hour depending on the state hold at a mental institution they use this power all the time they misuse it all the time and in the case where they actually should use it they don't and they don't want to be held any no accountability for it no responsibility for it that that's that's the real underlying dynamic the uh and and they definitely don't want mental health failure to be they don't want school failure or mental health failure to be the highlighted stories it's parental failure and how guns are scary scary that that's the narrative and they're per pursuing bogus prosecutions in my view in order to perpetuate that false narrative well on the subject of second amendments there's the this persecute prosecution and then there's um a second amendment win which is robert this, this is funny i'm reading this case i'm like it's literally the chris rock joke where it's like you want to stop crime you don't ban guns just charge fifty thousand dollars a bullet and you're like i'm gonna come back here next i'm gonna go put that bullet on layaway i'm gonna come back here after i pay it off i'm gonna shoot you with that Bada bing, bada boom. It's, it's a hilarious joke. Uh, this was California, right? Oh, yes. The okay. great uh, Judge Benitez. So the, the, you got Kami Canada and you got Kami Fornia. This is coming out of California, where I guess they said, well, regulating the guns is not working because you got a robust right to Second Amendment rights. So we're going to regulate the bullets. And if you want to go get bullets, ammunition, you're going to have to... Uh, what are they? Was it get a permit for? You have ammunition? to get a permit and background check Back every single time you <laughs> yeah. wanted to get it. Background checks for every purchase, and those and... were often delayed, sometimes wrongfully <laughs> denied. You know, the just it was a huge bureaucratic and procedural headache. And the state of California was trying to say your Second Amendment rights doesn't include the right for ammunition. But, uh, so you well, have a right to a gun, you just can't load it. Hey, that doesn't that's not violent of the second amendment because we're not banning the guns we're just you know highly regulating the ammunition well i mean I, I i thought about it as i'm reading the case what impact would that have had for people who who um what is it called fill their own bullets like what, what would that have done for people who make their own rounds well the uh some of that they, it wouldn't have applied to but like one of the other problems was was the anti-importation ban if you happen to buy bullets from outside the cal state of california you couldn't import them uh, without all these special permissions and approvals in advance as well. So the, uh, it was, it's, you know, California has a hundred different ways to try to prohibit you from being able to defend yourself. And it's not like it's laws have worked great at prohibiting actual violent crime in, in, in the state, but uh, this is judge Benitez has already struck down several other California gun laws. And he uh, presided over the trial and can, and he's like, look, it's pretty simple. Ammunition is clearly part of the second amendment right to bear arms. That bare arms means nothing if you can't have the ammunition for it. So then the only question is, is there a history of states at the time of our founding or at a minimum at the time of the 14th Amendment's passage uh, that the because this is uh, applying it to the states of, of 
uh, limiting ammunition purchases by background checks, by permits, uh, or anything else. And he's like, they can't find a single one. State of California couldn't find any examples. That historically, there was no such limitation, no such restriction, no such restraint. And it's analogous to like the Amos Miller situation. It, it's an obsession of trying to permit everything. By permitting it, they're trying to take what is your otherwise right, convert it into a state privilege, so they can take it away anytime they want. And that's what they were doing here, too, just in the Second Amendment context. Um, they came to the right decision, however. Uh, Benitez did, yes. Um, okay, and so now, do they change the legislation so that it... Because it, Benitez, he basically said, look, it, it's, it was the background check with every purchase that might have been a problem. They seem to have modified that in another version. If and when that gets to court, we'll make a decision on that at that time. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, he's been gutting... 90% of California's restrictions. So there's only going to be a few left at the end that are going to be constitutional. And California is hoping that the Ninth Circuit sets it aside. And if they don't win at the Ninth Circuit, their D, their gun laws are DOA. Okay. Similar to New York, a lot of New York and Illinois and, and other places. But some of these will probably go up to the Supreme Court of the United States because some courts have, have ignored Bruin. Um, uh, not all have. Benitez follows it uh, and shows what, how it should be applied. But it's also a, a reminder of the danger of permitting. Once you start requiring permits for things, you eviscerate rights, inevitably and inescapably. That's when you say, oh, yeah, you, you can make the same milk you used to make, but you have to get a permit first. You, you, know, the, you, you, can, you can slaughter the food at, the, at your farm for, for meat or poultry or get some eggs, but you got to get a permit first. So, oh, yeah, you can defend yourself under the Second Amendment, but, but you got to get a permit first. That's the danger to constitutional liberties is all these bogus permitting processes that need to be stripped from state and federal law. Do they appeal it or do they just go back and redraft oh, the, state the legislation? California? Oh, yeah, they're appealing everything. Okay. At, simultaneously while redrafting it so that if the appeal fails, they'll go back and then relitigate the revised legislation. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, it's great when you're working with other people's tax dollars. In real time, Robert, I will not... I will not mention a name. I got an email from one of our one of our um, members of the locals. It says, Viva, a few brief points on Crumbly. Michigan has a parental responsibility statute for some time. Michigan's mental health system sucks. Very few beds for adults, and it's even worse for minors. Justice of the state Supreme Court Richard Bernstein left Michigan for mental health treatment. Uh, we got Crumbly committed the murders as a minor, age 15, but has been sentenced to life without parole. Uh, which violates the Supreme Court precedent, Kennedy versus Nebraska. This is why we have an above-average community, as well as state Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, oh, kids, uh, kids, what does it say? That held that 18-year-olds cannot be sentenced to life without parole. More importantly, there is more than enough blame to go around. When you can't fix the blame, you don't fix the problem. How can you not search the backpack is beyond me. He was, he was asking to be intervened with. He was begging yeah. for it. And, and again, the, the people best equipped for that is going to be the school, right? I mean, the, the parent is uh, uh, that's already neglectful to, to have a kid in that situation to begin with often. The parent doesn't, is, doesn't have a psych, psych background. So I mean, the parent doesn't know how to interpret these things. You can tell the parent interpreted all this as him being sarcastic, him being this, didn't take it as serious. Uh, and the parent did like they used a lot of what was in his. I'm not sure quite how a lot of this was admissible. They used a lot of his diary and his journal without she him testifying. So how is that relevant? If she didn't see it, where she's on trial, not him. How is what he put in his private diary that she never saw 
relevant to her state of mind. Well, if, if I, I'll, to quote the MSM, there's no evidence that she saw it. So they leave open the window that she might have seen it. As yeah, if, but, that, but if you don't have that established, that none of that mm-hmm. evidence should have come in. That That's not relevant. That's not, that, that's out of court hearsay. You used to try to infer a statement about her knowledge that they didn't show the link to. They love to do that game. So, I mean, there may have been some serious evidentiary errors in the court proceeding that might get overturned on appeal, but the uh, it's a dangerous precedent, uh, whereas the Second Amendment precedent out of California by the federal court there by Judge Benitez is a promising precedent for uh, enforcing our rights. One is a warning. One is a uh, uh, a positive action that's reflective of, of the warning that we should see in these permitting processes. Robert, what do we move on to now? Well, speaking of permitting processes, the control over the Drug Administration um, and the various opioid cases where they've been very selective. You know, the McKinsey and company, they write a big check, but none of their executives get criminally prosecuted, though they were the principal and primary pushers of opioids uh, on vulnerable, susceptible populations in the country. The big uh, big, uh, pharmacies, the big drug company, none of them are facing criminal prosecution. Instead, they tended to target the local pain management doctor. Often guys that have like eclectic combination, in other words, maybe sometimes they were just, you know, basically drug pushers, but maybe some of the other time they were just sympathetic with their patients and thought this is the only way their, their patients could survive. I mean, all of their patients were in it's well, this one doctor is prosecuted. And the problem is they were convicting doctors for violating the law without finding they had any intent to violate the law, without finding they had any criminal intent at all. It was if what you did was outside the bounds of medical care, according to some expert testimony, then you could be sent to prison for life. This guy was facing 40 years in federal prison uh, for prescribing pain meds to patients. The, the, uh, the, just just to steal men, the accusation was prescribing pain meds to patients without properly meeting them, despite, um, I don't know, indications that they might have been abusing of it or, I don't know, selling it. I do know. I'm just saying. Uh, selling it, whatever. And then I can only think of the analogy, like when I needed uh, antibiotics for a sinus infection, I I was very happy to get a doctor who's like, describe your symptoms over the phone. We don't need to meet in person, but this is antibiotics and not uh, narcotic painkillers or whatever it is. So I'm sympathetic, but they- they... That's usually even more true though in your painkilling context. And that was what you really have here is working class and poor patients some of whom may have been addicted to the painkillers, and that may have been a problem, separate problem. The, uh, but, but, you know, a lot of them may have just needed the pain meds. And you got a doctor willing to do it. And the, it's like, why is that doctor the target of our criminal prosecution? 40 years in federal prison? But what was more disturbing is they were convicting him without finding he had any knowledge what he was doing was illegally improper at all. And finally, the Supreme Court last year stepped in and said, you can't do that. The person has to have subjective criminal intent, mens rea, or you can't convict them. Uh, You can't convict them under an objective standard, which basically just becomes if the state doesn't like what you're doing, you go to prison. I mean, that's what was becoming the law. They're using the, the, the epidemic of opioid abuse to scapegoat a few doctors and then use those few doctors to establish a template uh, that they could go after all the rest of us for simply not doing what the state thinks should have been done. And that that's what's terrifying about where this was going legally. 40 years in prison 
without any finding that the person subjectively had any criminal intent whatsoever. Um, and finally, the Fourth Circuit stepped in stepped and set it aside and said, no, based on the because the, all the appellate courts have been getting this wrong. They said, look, the Supreme Court said we were wrong. So that means the jury instruction was wrong, which means the whole case has to be thrown out and they got to go back from scratch if they want to prosecute him again. Uh, because you do, in fact, have to prove subjective criminal mens rea uh, before you can put someone in prison. So it was a big, important ruling for limiting the abusive power of the state. Robert, I've fallen behind on Rumble France yet again. Uh, I, I, ooh, we go, please go to the, okay, so far in here. Matt Rice says, Matt Reese says, Adrian Fornes, Secretary of State for Arizona, was a cartel lawyer before stealing that office. That's why he favors non-citizens voting. Arkansas crime attorney says, Robert, did you get my email for the deadline on the Tyson case response? Yes, I did. All right, we got Fraser McBurney. It is reported that Tucker Carlson is traveling to Moscow to enter. I'm joking, by the way. My aunt always writes in caps, not because she's screaming, because she it's easier to see the text. Uh, I got to that one. CJ Dags 82. The new Senate bill that just dropped will allow 1.8 million illegals. Sorry, hold on. 1.8 million illegals per and sets up mass amnesty. Hold on. Let me just screen grab that. If we can keep that for tomorrow. And we got C. Day Judge. If you are too incompetent to do an investigation and get the right address, then you are too incompetent to carry a tax funded gun and drive a tax funded vehicle. STFU FFS says authoritarians never met a state action whose motivation they couldn't rationalize. I'm a cop and you will respect the, my authority. My authority. Senator Langford has to be compromised by the cartels to even dream up the quote immigration and quote Senate bill that just dropped. They have to have dirt on him. And then C. D. Jaj 82 or Dags 82. The government is prosecuting the mom to cover up the failure of the government school and teachers unions who funnel money for Democrats. We, we talked about this with Sandy Hook as well. And we got Fleet Lord Avatar. I hope that's not a typo. Thank you for this. Those who hear this, tweet Elon Musk. Let me see this here. Elon Musk and ask him to fund Barnes Free America Law Center. Sweet, merciful goodness. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this right now. I, I, don't, I don't do these humble flexes and like show the Elon liked my video of my analysis of his tweet. So maybe I'll tweet. Maybe, maybe he's following me on a bookmark, but he doesn't want to follow me in real life because I'm too extremist. We will have a Free America Law Center fundraiser. Uh, there's one ongoing, uh, the, the 50th birthday party in Vegas. You can uh, get uh, directions at the board. Uh, just email Ellen, uh, uh, the uh, Ellen Dodrell, and she'll uh, get you your tickets. Uh, but also this week we'll have some Amos Miller. There's some some product that they did not seize, which includes some great honey made from some of his bees. So the uh, we got some great honey that's uh, going to be a fundraiser this week uh, to help support him uh, as he goes through this the, the efforts to bankrupt him and take away food freedom in America, uh, which is what his case signifies. So that that will be up for Free America Law Center this week as well. Okay, hold on a second, Robert. I'm, I'm, I'm tweeting this as we talk. Uh, here we go. Boom shakalaka. Retweet. If this, tw if this gets one million retweets, I am told that Elon would have to fund, oh, let's say not uh, donate to Barnes Law Free American Law Center. Bam. And I'm going to share this tweet. We've got 21,000 people watching right now. It should get at least 21,000 retweets. It's a joke, people, but let's just go do it here and here. Boom shakalaka. Done. 
Uh, Robert, what do we have left before we head on over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com? The, uh, uh, just a couple of cases. One is the, uh, briefly on the Vault 7 sentence that, you know, they claim they found uh, child pornography on the guy's computer. It's like, what's the likelihood that the, that the Vault 7 whistleblower, the guy who exposed some of the CIA's worst crimes, including the ability to kill people by doing things to their cars automatically, um, had that on his computer can, can you can you back it up because i not everybody knows what vaults vault seven or vault 15 vault seven that's what i just double it for can you tell everybody what that is i mean alex jones has been talking about it for I, did he break it did alex jones break it the uh it was a wikileaks it was uh, a julian assange uh disclosure that basically vault seven disclosed a bunch of illegal cia activities and it was a whistleblower who blew the whistle on it the whistleblower was sentenced this week to 40 years in federal prison in part based on, you know, again, doing his job and disclosing the whistleblowing activities. And then they claim they found a child pornography photos on his computer, which you got to be suspect <laughs> of given the timing and given the individual. That just I, I will... doesn't sound. So, so let me get this right. A child porn guy was willing to risk everything by writing out the CIA. <laughs> I don't think not, so. And not just that they never, they never got it on him before this happened. I, I, when I say Alex Jones broke it. Uh, Alex Jones, I believe, has been talking about. Oh, he's been. It, it, it confirmed a bunch of things he'd been saying for a decade. Okay, Amazing. including their ability to use car your own car to kill you. Yeah, uh, I, I, and especially like your digitally remote controlled car, which is cooked, uh, yep. connected to the internet. Holy yep. crap! So they that find OnStar. Stay OnStar because you never know when you might break down somewhere, and that satellite might need to get a hold of you. Holy and some other shit. people that are getting a hold of you, and all of a sudden, ah, oh, look, it's so and so just had an accident. <laughs> how, how, what a coincidence! Eighty miles an hour into a tree, and by the way, Cheryl Atkinson reported allegedly that they were that the FBI was contemplating dropping child pornography on they her were. husband's computer. Correct. There is a long pattern of of them being involved in this, and everything about that screams this in this case. But meanwhile, he was convicted. Of course, he didn't have much of a chance for those federal court in New York. And they loved it. They loved to sentence these kind of people, you know, 40 years in prison. How dare you expose the government's secrets? That's the true great crime against the state. Those are the crimes that really they get agitated about the uh, and, you know, the and that's how you get the Oregon Supreme Court. Speaking of ballot exclusion, Oregon passed a law that said if you had more than 10 absences as a state house or state senator uh then you could not run for re-election to your position the 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 backstory that many oregon voters probably didn't fully appreciate was that this was the only way that republicans in rural oregon could stop the commies in portland from making their lives miserable was to uh, walk out so there wouldn't be a quorum the oregon supreme court affirmed it which that it is what the law is currently. So the, the law is itself being challenged in federal court and hasn't yet, the federal courts did not enjoin it. Um, but the, uh, it, it's not going to really stop a lot of those folks from doing that. They'll run for another position and do something else. Uh, but it's, it, it's interesting what they're willing to, the Democrats use this tactic more than anyone uh, across the country. So it's just because they have a control of the majority in Oregon that they're able to prohibit this tactic from being used against them when they themselves use it all the time and claim a constitutional right to do it in other places.
All right. Now, um, Robert, I, I'm just looking at the tweet. Hold on a second. Let me see what we got here. The tweet is now only, it's not at 21,000 retweets yet. It's at 104. That's actually damn good for my Twitter presence. Uh, all right. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. What else do we have before we go over to vivabarneslaw.locals.com for the after party? Yeah, so the last update is on in the Amos Miller case. The, uh, it's, uh, the, the hearing will be held in the Court of Common Pleas of Lancaster uh, County outside Philadelphia. Uh, it's about an hour and a half or so outside Philly. The, on February the 29th at 1.30 in the afternoon, a, a, a bunch of different people are organizing uh, meetings outside of the courthouse that day to make their voices heard. Lots of folks are coming to the uh, hearing uh, so that they can see what's taking place and transpiring in live time. The, uh, we've been able to gather the evidence that there was uh, nothing dangerous uh, at all uh, in Amos Miller's food, that the allegations that the state had, they have mostly not been able to substantiate at all, that the only uh, item of risk was dealt with and there's no problems from. Uh, we'll have expert witnesses, journalistic witnesses, fact witnesses, people who desperately need the product. And we will be raising uh, in that case, but also in likely a separate federal civil rights case that's forthcoming on behalf of the members. Um, that It looks like the members that are going to bring the suit are located in the Western District of Pennsylvania um, the, so the, in the federal court process. Because we will be raising the issue as to whether or not you have a constitutional right, if you're a part owner of a farm, to eat your own food. The second aspect is, do you have a constitutional right under the liberty interest of the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments to be able to uh, purchase food directly from the farmer when it is a traditional food item, such as dairy, meat, and poultry? That has been recognized from America's founding. Thomas Jefferson, I mentioned the Barnes Brief this past week. Thomas Jefferson talked about it. Sometimes he's paraphrased and you'll get these fact checks that say, well, he didn't say it exactly that way. Uh, his point was obvious. But his point in correspondence was our souls under tyranny are in great danger and will be in just as much danger if the state dictates our diets to us. And he talks about when the French once banned the potato. So this was known to our founding generation. This is not supposed Our the small farmer was the heart of America at the time and protecting and promoting him the future of America and the right to buy food directly from him, critical and essential to it for more than a century and a half. From 1906 to 1967, during the entire beginning periods of federal regulation over food supply in America, it said it did not apply. None of the federal regulations, rules or restrictions did not, those restrictions did not apply if you bought it directly from the farm. And so that should be an established liberty interest protected under the 14th Amendment as substantive due process, because you have procedural due process, which is your right to a certain process before a decision is made, and then a substantive right in terms of the actual outcome and its impact. And these laws cannot meet strict scrutiny. And there's uh, legislators in Pennsylvania and other states that say they're, they're concerned with what, where this is going. Less than 2% of the food already is directly bought from a farmer. It used to be 90% of our food supply. Uh, it was it was 20% at the beginning of the century. It was 15% just in, uh, in the 1960s. Now it's 2%. Uh, you know, we have these big corporate ag, big ag monopolies uh, that are trying to crush their competition by misuse and abuse of power. Now the, the don't know much, The we'll see what the judge does in the state court proceeding 
uh, someone who ran as a Republican. And but according to people that know him, said he was actually a Democrat and misled people about being a Republican. So I don't know if we'll get a fair hearing from that judge. Um, he rubber stamped what the government has done so far, even though they lied to him. We'll see if lies are OK uh, in Pennsylvania courts. Is it OK to lie to you as a judge as long as you're the government doing? Or are the courts actually going to have some backbone, some integrity? Uh, the, but so that case is marching forward, but we're bringing everything to bear on the case, a broad, wide range of resources to assert these constitutional rights that are going to be litigated. It'll be one of the defining cases for food freedom in America, will be the Amos Miller case. So all the support people provide and provide Free America Law Center, very appreciated because it makes it financially uh, feasible to be able to mount this level of defense. Now, not to plug your other locals channel, Robert, uh, but I will by doing this. Hold on, uh, Lee Harris, this is, uh, no, it's not that. Here we go, Team Nikki. Robert, what's the over-under for Team Nikki surviving the next the next uh, primary? Hold on. That's terrible. All right, she, she offered free alcohol and she got a bunch of people. This is thousands of Team Haley supporters are in Daniel Island, South Carolina. It's a nice rally. Robert, what are the chances? It would be she- one of the islands, <laughs> the, 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 the old money crowd down there in South Carolina. I don't know. You see, I don't know anything about this. There's islands in South Carolina. I thought it was a landlocked Oh, yeah. State. Yeah. Well, I, you I know, it's not far from those islands. You just go down a little bit further to the Georgia islands off the Georgia coast, and that's where you get Jekyll Island, where they started the Federal <laughs> Reserve. So a lot of uh, interesting things have happened in some of those islands off those coasts over the years. Uh, various nefarious deeds of various kinds, depending on the, 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 uh, the time. But I don't think she stands much. Uh, she, she's just going to keep getting crushed. But as long as she's draining money and draining resources, she's asking all the Democrats in South Carolina to try to come over and vote in the Republican primary. Uh, that's what she's depending on because she's just, Trump's just going to keep crushing her. Um, and you know, she'll see how many votes she can steal from Democrats pretending to be Republicans, uh, to get to vote, but, uh, she stands no chance whatsoever and her future is done, uh, politically, when, but she'll when, make lots of money from the deep state crowd. When does she withdraw from the race? Uh, when the deep state people say she can. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so much more citizen than what I thought, Robert. Okay. Uh, what we're going to do now, people, let me just get the link. I'm going to snip clip and I'm going to share in low, uh, Rumble. Get your butts on over to vivabarneslaw.locals.com. Robert, what do you have on the menu, the schedule for this week? Uh, so we'll have the uh, uh, last week was on Turkish television and uh, on with the Duran. Uh, this week, uh, just uh, doing the bourbons uh, and you know, get, catch up on work. I'm, I'm supposed to be resting and whatnot. <laughs> the, uh, we'll get around to that. And then, and for everybody, our show uh, next week will not be Sunday because that's Super Bowl Sunday. It will be the Monday following Super Bowl Sunday will be the next uh, Law for the People show. Uh, uh, I already have a big bet on that Super Bowl. And uh, so we'll see how it hopefully it's well, a profitable Sunday. Well, hold on. First of all, I might still go live, uh, but it will not be a law show. It might just be me not watching the Super Bowl. But Robert, what is your bet? What is your bet for the Super Bowl? Uh, that you have to go to sportspicks.locals.com, <laughs> the uh, where the people get exclusive, profitable access to political, economic, and sports predictions. We are now ending on Rumble. People, get your butts on over to get your butts on over to vivabarneslaw.locals.com. I'm going to end it, 
and I'm going to read through a lot of this. There's tips and questions and it's going to be a party hardy. Hold on one second. Oh yeah. I got 40 seconds. I'm not going to end it on two hours on the nose, but I'm just going to end it on v- on rumble. Come on over to vivabarnesalaw.locals.com. I will be live all week. I'm going to try to get Vinny Oceana in studio at locals. Uh, we'll see if I'm on the uh, unusual suspects again, but it's uh, you know, periodic regardless. You know what to do. Everybody, we're done on Rumble. Peace out and enjoy the rest of the weekend. Booyah! Robert, let me go up here now. I got I to gotta refresh. <sighs> okay, but I'm not going to share screen yet. I'm not going to share screen. Hobstigger, 10 bucks says, Viva, I do so appreciate your return to the car rents. Yeah, until the effing YouTube just demon. I don't, I don't care about it, but it is irritating. It's the work that goes into it is not correlated to the reach because they just suppress your ass what is robert barnes's term for his courtroom style of tarring and feathering an opponent ishtar says ithaca 37 cato bill brown says if she admits she's wrong apologizes and agrees to change her ways dump her because that might be a man <laughs> women don't do that okay that's very funny uh we got uh Beautiful photo of you, uh, my wife and I today. That's from Adnil Cat. Un- Entry requires this Viva. In no way am I trying to musically groom your children and yourself. Most sincerely, Entry Required. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Entry Required. They, it's loud and it's awesome. We got uh, Tim Adderholt. That's a new name that I have not seen yet. Stop saying COVID hit. COVID got out. Uh, or it was released. Stop using their language and control their narrative. No, I, I, I think I'm good on their language. Don't worry about that. Quarter Native celebrating my 46th birthday this weekend. Everyone take a drink. We got, this is long, Robert. R. Kitzman, question for both of you about the recent pro-life conviction. I I, I can't answer it. Robert, oh, you're going to have to. yeah, this is that Nashville case. The Biden administration has been targeting people all across the country who protested abortion clinics. Remember mm-hmm. there's that Pennsylvania case that luckily he was acquitted. But they convicted a bunch of folks in Nashville that uh, that they're just targeting. And it was things that Democrats do on a regular basis. The left does on a regular basis, for which they usually get checks written to them by the government, uh, that when conservatives do it, they're locking them up. It's just so overt, open, partisan. If our selective prosecution principles are ever going to mean anything, the court's going to start need to start enforcing them or they're just a complete joke. Yes, it's how can the feds guarantee a procedure they are forbidden from paying for or enforcing? Jeanette Victoria, who I think is going to be the next hand-picked, selected uh, member of the community for a, a locals chat. I tr- am trying to figure out what an extreme mag Republican. I have some conservative Christian values I did 40 years ago. Oh, and I'm not a registered Republican. Jeanette, you're extreme. You're done. And uh, what's his face there? Hakeem has uh, got you. Robert, I contacted your office, office to request an in-person meeting due to an urgent potential legal issue. I said I'd fly to meet you due to your travel restriction. I was contacted back to say you were in Vegas. I responded, okay. Didn't hear anything back. I'll screen grab it, Robert. I'll send it to you. This is from Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. So the, uh, it's whenever they can make it in Vegas, they can let me know when, uh, when and where in Vegas, and I can meet them up. Speaking of Vegas, I have to be in Ottawa on the 10th and the 11th or the 11th and the 12th. Can I get from Ottawa to Vegas? What, what is the schedule for the 13th? Is it going to be in the afternoon? It's the night, that night time. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, fine. I'm going back over here. Uh, oh, yeah. Who is John Galt? I know this guy. Uh, five bucks says, your thoughts on the New York Governor Hochul changing the legal definition of rape last Tuesday to include sexual assault. Dude, you don't need to censor this. 
looks look look for ads calling for Trump rapist coming September. Robert, what do you think? I mean, of course they're going to do that, but he was found not guilty of rape. No, but they're going to they're going to change it to including digital penetration. So well, he's of a course, rapist. of course. But I mean, the problem is the the jury already made its determination, so you know they they can lie about that, but who cares? USA now it's a one dollar, but it says uh, tweet uh, tweet with an X account. Go tweet it out, people. It's out there. We got C Wave Drive, another new name, dude. I remember names. To Robert's point, a judge probing in areas they have no business being can be very uncomfortable. That's a laugh. Uh, we got USA now. There's a meme there. Go get the go get the meme out. The tweet. Thank you and Godspeed from Get Pretty Skin, dude. Robert, I'm seeing a lot of new names tonight. The Shadow Knows, I know your name. We got a cigar-related question for Barnes. Are you a fan of Lanceros? And if so, in any particular, any particular one you'd recommend? Uh, solid, but they're not one I commonly use. So there's no specific one I would recommend within them. Jopper, another name I've never seen. Can a U.S. president rescind a previous president's pardon? Nope. Motherfucker. Crash 105, I think I've seen your name before. Is it true new jobs created last year under Biden is... <laughs> Okay. Under Biden in 2023 went to illegal aliens and none to oh, U.S. citizens. But not so much illegals, just because a lot of them were legal immigrants, too. But native-born citizens have, have not uh, been the beneficiary of job growth since 2020. And, and, and then the second problem is a lot of the job growth has been part-time jobs. That's why the Zero Hedge and others called the jobs report one big fraud. Yeah. That you dug into it. <coughs> it was bad news, not good news. Un. I, I, my my only reflexive reaction was, okay, they created jobs. Did they create two jobs for one person or three yeah, jobs for one person? They, they, so they did, and then, and then usually it didn't go to a native-born American. Have you had a chance to look into the SC Mountain Goat? Viva would make a great guess for his Twitter stream, and I've screen grabbed it. That's, oh, I'm going to open that up just so I can keep it for later. Then we've got Tout Court, 10 bucks. Has, has any state done anything substantial to help secure the upcoming vote? Other than saying they're going to monitor it closer as they count the votes. Georgia's better than it was. Um, the Nevada's a little bit better. Uh, that's about it. We got John 80's music. Oh, Wisconsin says, is better because the Supreme Court stepped in. Is it fair to say collateral estoppel is legally like saying dibs? Grapes. Yes. Uh, so has Quebec committed genocide by banning English? It's very interesting. I mean, this is where it goes. English and effectively ethnic cleansing. Quebec of Anglo-English speaking. Uh, Anglophobic for a thousand bucks. Grapes. Quebec is the only place. And I, if you Google this, you'll find the article, I think. It's the only place that managed to ethnically cleanse its population in the absence of a war. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Julie O sent five bucks. Says, Please check out the police interview interrogation with Sadie Beachman. And then the one with Zachariah Anderson, it's bananas. Oh, dude. I, I, oh, by the way, Behavior Panel is going to have their own TV show on Dr. Phil's new network. Shut the front door. Good for them. That's, a, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, got that message from Scott and Chase and Greg this past week. It's amazing. It's just like people work hard and they do good. And they, and oh, they yeah, deserve they do great things. stuff. Great stuff. Sadaka sent a $5. says, those in authority should be held to a higher standard. I agree. Not a lesser standard. Mikey B6988, bipartisan border agree just reached. Bull, hold on. I hate to say it, my go-to is still... Senate releases long-awaited border legislation and major asylum changes. Okay, we'll see you later. Robert, you might want to look that up while we're talking here. We've got Beavis Wallace. What's up, Beavis? If the police raid the wrong house and the homeowner mistakes the police for criminals and shoots, maybe kills one or several, 
What happens to the homeowner? How often does this happen? It happens at a disturbing, disturbing rate. But usually the homeowner doesn't fight back, so you don't get that complication. Sporadically, you will. But the homeowner would have a right of self-defense that doesn't change the fact that it's a law enforcement officer, but it can vary. If they heard the announcement, there's then there's an argument they, they don't have a self-defense right. Me and my shadow, it's one dollar, but I'm going to read it. Viva, please watch the Crimbley case before you comment. And me and my shadow, I'll tell you this. I've watched as much as I could and as much as I think is necessary to have a, a summary understanding of it, not to pretend to be an expert. Uh, but if it's watch everything or don't say anything, uh, go start your own thing and, you know, do your thing. And, and I'll who's, come to you. Who is covering that full? Is, is it Good Logic that's covering Good, lo- good Logic was doing pretty good. And um, I, that's all I know. I guess well, so. Yeah, I'm interested that Ricada didn't. I, well, I think he's been sick and whatnot. But. Oh, dude, it's also it's 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 too much at some point. But if the idea yeah. is you have to watch everything to comment on it, if I don't agree with you, then you go watch it and do your own thing, and I'll watch you if it's good insight. If Crumbly gets convicted, can we convict FBI agents during these shootings? Well, qualified yeah. immunity. He was on our exactly. radar. Seems like an admission. Uh, re- uh, S. Red Dallas, 94, five bucks. Is can Trump Justice Department bring charges against the school district with the school shooter? Uh, Aunt M, more mm-hmm. than just anti-gun case, it's also an anti-parental control case. So the state yeah. is better at holding your child because parents can't be trusted. I, I agree. Yeah. So you, we can give your children hormones, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Jeanette Victoria, I'm so old. When I lived in SoCal, it was in the 90s. I used to buy boxes of ammo over the phone and had it delivered to my phone. Antar24, I turned 21 today, and to celebrate, I placed my first bet for the Super Bowl and follow sports picks for the best bets. Also, Robert, what do you think of MetLife Stadium in New Jersey of having the World Cup final in 26? I think it's a mistake. I don't even know what that means. The Yeah, I think it's a mistake, too. So the World Cup is going to be in Canada, the U.S., and Mexico in 2026. And they just decided the final, uh, they were down to three cities, L.A., Dallas, and New York. They chose New York. I wouldn't have chosen New York. The uh, I forget. Somebody made the maybe it was even Elon Musk. Somebody made the joke. Well, I hope they have all the uh, illegals cleared out by then. <laughs> oh, that, well, the, we saw how California did it for President Xi, so it's easy. It's when you want. To yeah, do exactly. Uh, Morit Flyer says, "Mole right Flyer." I rarely watch you guys live. You're very good both ways. I love your analysis, analyst, and all the cases. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. And we got pasta seven two eight five nine ten bucks. My point of view is PACs are ruining our country by buying the politicians when individuals are limited to sixty six hundred bucks with PACs unlimited contributions through the individuals. Would it be possible to take the PAC ruling back to court, Robert? I, this this goes back to Citizens United, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not in, in favor of. I think there shouldn't be any limits on anybody. Period. There should be transparency, but no limits. The, because whenever you do limits, you allow people to game the system and you allow corrupt actors to get an edge. Otherwise, make it transparent, but no limits. And so everybody can know, OK, so and so is back because the system, the reason why they have these individual caps, it's to make you get a consensus of the of the donor class. Right. If all I need is Donald Trump to like my candidacy, that's a very different animal than if I need 20 percent of the donor class to like my candidacy. So the so I've I've never been in favor of these campaign finance reforms. They don't make it cleaner. They make it more corrupt. They don't help the ordinary person. They help the donor class. I'm looking up prion disease because uh, a prion is a type of protein that can trigger normal proteins in the brain to fold abnormally. Uh, can uh, animals? Okay, what are the symptoms? Uh, this is just in relation to a um, 
Oprion, imbalance in coordination, memory loss, impaired thinking. Well, now I wonder why Valérie Plante fainted. This is, um, did you guys, this is from the shadow nose. Did you guys catch the French study saying it's possible that between a half a percent and 0.8, oh, an 8%, I'm sorry. I thought that was 0.8. Between a half a percent and eight percent of mRNA vaccine recipients might develop prion disease. And then Pfizer spontaneously announces it has discovered a way to reverse prion disease. LOL, these guys are in please don't improve. Um, Gaetan underscore J, it's a new name, man. I'm, I'm seeing new names. Hello, Robert. What brand of cigars do you smoke? Well, I like the good, good Cuban cigars are always the best. Uh, that's still the best leaf in the world. Best rum in the world, too. Some of the best coffee. Costa Rican coffee is better if you get the premier co Costa Rican kind. But uh, if, if you're getting the non-Cuban cigars, some of the most affordable cigars that I like, but I like strong and spicy. If you don't like strong, spicy, look at Davidoff cigars, things like that. If you want nuttier and lighter. If you like stronger cigars, I really like almost every version of the Tatuaje and My Father brands. Th those are a go-to for me. And, and often you can get those for $7, $10. You can get an individual cigar, not, you know, 25 or $40. Um, okay, we've got a lot here. It says, Cliff, Nor Cliff Norman, five bucks, says, Robert, if we're appointed, if we're appointed AG by Trump, if you're appointed, would you, okay, who, who would be your top three priorities? Oh, if you were appointed AG by Fire Trump. Fire everybody, number one. <laughs> uh, uh, lock up a, uh, the deep state, number two. The uh, and restore America and stop all the bogus prosecutions uh, of of honest Americans trying to make an honest living. Number three, Cottlefish says. Do you I think did like they... the minions. Do you see the minions meme? One of us. One of uh, us. Uh, like uh, in the movie Circus. That's kind of like that. I'll steal that. I love well, the minions. The minions are the greatest. Well, the, the in fact, all of the even the shorter ones have been pretty good. It's, oh, it's yeah. something about not. Well, talking. you know, there's one. We, I, I was going to try to clip it. Because remember one, in one of the Minions movies, he's King Bob, remember? I don't know if you saw that one for a brief period of time. It's like the Oh, Minions. yeah, yeah, that's the intro when they, when they go through the history of yeah, time. Yeah, so I want to get the King Bob reference. King Bob, King Bob! <laughs> uh, we got uh, about, Amit, about Amos Miller. Do you think they targeted Amos Miller because he supported Trump? This is from Coddlefish. It's part of it, but they want us to completely, they've been monitoring him for a decade. Their obsession has been to obliterate independent farming in America, period. That you have to be a corporate-controlled, state-permitted facility. And if you're not, you, you, they don't want you to exist. That That's what's going on. And they're using him as the test case. Uh, we've got a good question coming in a second from Dapper Day. But for now, Fedge says, since New Jersey gangs are bringing illegals into Vermont from Canada, I thought they were going from New York to Canada. They're, coming, they're doing a circle. Where is Canada getting the supply of illegals? Well, I thought Eric Adams was shipping them up. Viva, didn't you come through Vermont? I, I, don't, I think I drove through New York. Robert, I mean, I, I don't know how to answer that question. Well, yeah, yeah I, I don't know much detail about that either. The, um, uh, but, you know, the, it, it's, uh, I mean, how much does Canada have an illegal immigration problem itself? Well, it does, it's, not, it's not illegal because it's legal. They're just 97% oh. of growth is, is, is illegal, is, is immigration. The only illegal immigration I think we have was from Rocks, uh, Roxham Road, uh, where Eric Adams was sending, you know, illegals up to Canada. Here's a bus ticket and cross the border into Canada. Get the hell out of New York. We, we don't have enough time for you. Dapper Dave says, Robert, I have to ask the, what person in their right mind would take a position in law enforcement without the umbrella of qualified immunity? No, the uh, the the way you provide for that is it's part of their insurance package that they're covered for the job. 
you can't give them immunity that that because giving them immunity is a license to violate the constitution and so the if if you're if the position is hey police officer won't do the work without some protection in case they get sued be honest with you, that's already there right all these lawsuits the cops never paid this money the cops are never bankrupted folks this is all paid by the insurers of the municipalities and the government. So the idea that the cops are going to be bankrupted is, is purely mythical. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's not the case. Oh, STFU says the Vuvuzula. That's what this is. Uh, the Vuvuzula is going to look very funny sticking out of your ass. <laughs> you hit me. Not only when my wife does it. Uh, we got me and my shadow. Sorry for the dollar tips, but the iPhone app is not user friendly. Me and my shadow will the over under for the Super Bowl take into account the Taylor Swift bias above the refs. Ha -ha. Yeah, that hush hush is coming. And then we got Barnes for Bacchus or Great Marshal of Endymion. Happy Mardi Gras. And I think we've done good here, Robert. Robert looks less. Robert looks like color has come back and you are feeling better. Prayers for you and continued healing from until is empty. And then we got uh, Ithaca says, hey, guys, did you ever see the episode of America's Untold Stories? Cold War Spies, Whitaker's Cha <laughs> Chambers versus Angel Hiss. Did you see this? Uh, I, I was just looking at the the, uh, the Valentine's Epstein meme. I'm going to go back to G Ginger Vampire says, Barnes, please school Viva on the high wire and introduce him to Del Bigtree and I can attorney Aaron Siri. No. Yeah, Del Bigtree is now uh, uh, Robert Kennedy's spokesperson. And then we got, uh, okay, we, we've done it. We've done it, people. Did you find that you see the Epstein uh, Valentine's? I got I to I gotta get out of, uh, I'm going to go to all. Okay, so I got a cat here. The cat comes from Messer. I got a little crackhead from uh, Dave Chappelle. Hey, Robert, you got any of those white pills? And then we got, oh, I asked Hillary to be my Valentine. <laughs> Stolen. Whose is this? Whose is this? I'm I don't want to make fun of somebody's death. It's terrible. Epstein. I'm just gonna nah, go ahead. it's Epstein. That's okay. I'm just going to go ahead and share this everywhere because that's that's what you have to do. Uh, yep. Rob, Robert, so when when are you um when are you on that place that you said you were going to be on this week? Oh, I'm not on anywhere this week. It's, okay. it's just uh, here. They're doing the bourbons. Oh, the bourbons. Okay, well that's going to be every night at uh, nine ish. Yes, Eastern? nine ish. Uh, the uh, watch Groundhog Day on Saturday, which was fun. The, uh, that really is a great film. It's uh, impeccable. True, it's a... Yeah, it's a true classic in, in, in many respects. Um, and then, you know, taking all the meds and I got all the kind of equipment attached to me. Hopefully some of it will come off at some point. The uh, And and hopefully uh, it gets better without surgery. All right. And let me, unless I've missed anything, which I don't think I have, but I've screen grabbed that. She left me hanging. Terrible. Just terrible people. Uh Mr. Barnes, the odds of a uh, the odds are very against the Republic standing given the corruption and current leadership are very low. What are the odds? Do you give a recognizable Republic still ten, still standing 20 years from now? I, I hope so. I, I believe in the American people. That's what I believe in. And I'm wondering, where the hell do I go? I'm going to go back to Canada? Hell, my God. Like, if, if America falls, what the hell is Canada going to look like in 20 years? We're going to have Trudeau as our savior. We're going to have, like, little busts of Trudeau in our rooms. And if we don't dust them properly, like Kim Jong-un, we're going to get raided in the middle of the night. All right. We're done. Uh, everybody, see you tomorrow. Barnes, stick around. We'll say our proper goodbyes. Uh, what else? That's it. You know what to do, people. Uh, ending it, Robert. Thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Peace out. Peace out.